0: Good afternoon. good afternoon. Once again, it's good to see everybody and join everybody out there. Good to see. You. Welcome to the uh, mid-month meeting for the Liberty County Board of Commissioners. Good to have you all in our attendance. Uh, Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. I think I see evidence there. If you will, Commissioner Thrift has agreed to lead us in our invocation and our pledge. Please stand for the invocation I pledge done by Commissioner Connie Thrift. Yep.
1: Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day that you've given us. I thank you for the good help that we are in here today. Father, I pray for those that are in our community that are sick or ill, those in the hospital, those that may be recovering, also for those who have lost loved ones. We pray your blessed Hannah Panam. We pray that you would be with us as we um, move forward, Father, in our county business here tonight. Lord, just give us insight, the wisdom, and the knowledge that we need to do the work that the people has elected us to do. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen.
2: I pledge allegiance
1: to the flag of the United States of America and and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, God,
3: God. indivisible, with liberty and justice (laughs) (laughs) for
0: all. He's back. Uh, Mr. I know Brown, we had to do it right today. Yeah. Mr. Brown, I, I do apologize, um, but I I neglected. I know you said that uh, the county lost an employee to COVID. I want that to be a part of record for cancer. You have the gentleman. It was the gentleman. If not now. And I, I heard also that the school system lost an employee, so our hearts and prayers go out to the school system. employee. Any of those people who are working, you know, um, helping our citizens out providing services and who lost that fight, want to make sure that we recognize their their efforts. Just add that name to the minutes that the commissioners, I know you say it was a gentleman, I forgot his name. Mm -hmm. All right, Proclamation Liberty County Arbor Day. Is that Miss Dr. Bell? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You never find her without a proclamation, something to celebrate. So, but she brings goodies, Representative Women, she brings goodies. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Good
4: evening, everyone. Yeah. Good evening. Um yes, Arbor Day is tomorrow. It's a national um holiday, and here in Liberty uh, in Georgia, it's um celebrated on the third Friday of um in February. Every city or every state is different because the planting season is different, but here in, in um, Georgia, I wanna keep saying here in Liberty County, but here in Georgia it's the mm-hmm. third Friday of the, um, in February. Um, to plant a tree is very important because it helps our environment. It helps the, our little ones out there in the, um, the wilderness trying to grow and live. Plus it gives us here as people the ability to have shade to uh, build things and also to have something to look at. They did a study where they had trees outside of a window of a nursing home and how calming it was to their uh, residents there when they sat down and was able to look at a tree and see the birds or just see the different colors in the different seasons. So trees are very important to our lives and to our environment. And um, I couldn't bring a whole bunch of trees. <laughs> so <laughs> what I did, you know, I got to give you something. So what I did was bring some wee little planter kids. And they're forget-me-nots because we don't want you to forget about Arbor Day and planting a tree or about Team Keep Very Beautiful. So you'll be planting some forget-me-nots. And they're easy. You can do it right on your desk and leave it there.
0: Okay. Mr. Brown, the proclamation, please, sir.
5: Yes, sir, this is a proclamation for Liberty County Arbor Day. Whereas in 1872, J. Sterling Morton proposed to the Nebraska Board of Agriculture that a special day be set aside for the planting of trees. And whereas this holiday called Arbor Day was first observed with the planting of more than a million trees in Nebraska. And whereas Arbor Day is now observed throughout the nation and the world. And whereas trees can reduce the erosion of our precious topsoil by wind and water, cut heating and cooling costs, moderate the temperature, clean the air, produce oxygen, and provide habitat for wildlife. And whereas trees are a renewable resource giving us paper, wood for our homes, fuel for our fires, and countless other wood products. And whereas trees in our city and county increase property values, enhance the economic vitality of our business areas and beautify our community. And whereas trees, wherever they are planted, are a source of joy and spiritual renewal. Now therefore be it proclaimed by the Liberty County Board of Commissioners that February 19th shall be known, designated, and set aside as Arbor Day in Liberty County, Georgia, and urge all citizens to support efforts to protect our trees and woodlands, to support our county's urban forestry program, and to plant trees to promote the well-being of present and future generations and enhance our community. So adopted this 18th day of February, 2021.
0: All right. You'll come. Commissioners, if I can get you together and behind us, if you will, please. For mm-hmm. know, who's, who's gonna stand as your photographer today? Or, uh, Mosley, <laughs> you
6: ready, sir?
4: Take
0: what you want, and I'll pick up the rest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you, <laughs> right. Thank you again, Dr. Bell, for all that you do keep living beautiful all right departmental reports finance miss kim mclaughlin hello kim
7: good evening good evening um i'll start with your january financial report which we just finished today and i'll just go over some of the highlights before we get to, to splost and and t-splost which is looking fantastic um, at the end of January, we have collected 60% of our revenues, and we've exhausted 57% of our total expenditures. And at the end of January, we had approximately 5.5 months worth of operational expenditures in our undesignated and unreserved fund balance. This year, one year, one, one year ago, um, we were at 5.3 months. Worth of operational expenditures, so we're actually tracking a little bit ahead of where we were last month, which makes sense because we did increase the millage rate. I will tell you the due date for the taxes, I believe, is February 10th, so we'll see another push uh, probably in February and even early March for revenues. Um, some of the same departments are continuing to kind of show up on the radar for some of the same reasons. Um, Elections has completely exhausted their budget, and I've been talking about elections over the past few months. We knew it was going to happen. We just <laughs> weren't sure how quickly and at what month, but as of uh, the end of January, they have completely exhausted their budget, um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about their budget and some things that we've kind of, over the past two weeks, been analyzing and looking at. Um, Tax Commissioner continues to run a little bit ahead of schedule, uh, mainly because of some overtime and some computer and supplies, but I do expect him to fall back in line and stay within his budget uh, for the year. Government government buildings running ahead of schedule also for some of those large purchases, some budgeted and some not budgeted. Uh, the purchase of a, of a truck, um, which was budgeted, but then some of the HVAC repairs and replacements that have been done uh, at the End Center as well as the Justice Center and then some repairs at the historic mm-hmm. courthouse that were not budgeted. It kind of skewed his budget. Um, I don't expect him to exhaust his budget, but that is why he's running slightly ahead. Um, same thing as every month. The general admin fees, the Coastal Georgia Regional Development Commission, those dues are paid full entirely, entirely in the year. So that budget will be skewed for the remainder of the year. Uh, your superior court, the law clerk expenses, as I've told you before, since we pay those up front, their budget's skewed a little bit, but it comes back in line a little bit more every month. Um, circuit-wide public defender is always requiring the month one month prepayment of their services, so theirs always runs a little ahead of schedule, It, but by June it comes back in line. Um, sheriff's department, Running over, ske- over, ahead of schedule and budget um, for overtime, employee benefits, um, communications, and supplies. Law enforcement training also running over in overtime, education and training, and supplies. Uh, EMA's budget's a little skewed because of the vehicle that they had to purchase and because of some COVID expenses. And then, as we mentioned before, um, roadways and walkways, they had two very large significant purchases at the beginning of the year, so that kind of threw their budget um, in a deficit initially, but it continues to come out of that each month as we go on. I don't expect them to exhaust their budget either. Uh, Building and Licensing purchased a vehicle, so their budget's running slightly ahead of schedule, but will come back in line. And as I mentioned one other time, we did not budget anything for the census coordinator. So uh, when I bring to you a formal budget amendment, we will include that. Um, and we will also include the offsetting revenues that we build the other cities for that. Uh, as you remember, you extended that census coordinator work <clears throat> when, the ex- when the census was extended. <clears throat> and then other financing uses, This is where we transferred the loan for the fire station into SPLOST and also make operating transfers for recreation and 911, running slightly ahead of schedule as well. Um, Solid waste at the end of January has about a $367,000 net income. We have not trued up depreciation yet this year, so I expect that to drop a little bit. And within the solid waste department, solid waste disposal running just a little ahead of schedule um, at about 61%. They should actually, at the end of January, be at about 59%, but just slightly ahead of schedule. And that's for payments that they make to Broadhurst Environmental Waste and Hall, and also for the cost allocation study that we entered into and paid for. All of your other special revenue funds—911, victim witness, child support, recreation, records service center—they're all operating within their budget parameters for where they need to be in January. Um, when you go to your sales tax, as I mentioned, sales tax is looking really good um, for the month of January, which represents December collections, almost a million dollars—nine hundred and ninety-six thousand um, dollars. Mm fantastic just and our our splost, our t splost, and our local option sales tax just continues to do incredibly well and I remember uh, this time last year as we were going into budget especially even in the April and May time frame where we just we really scaled back on our budget lines in those revenues because we anticipated such a slowdown because of the COVID and everything but i would tell you um, online sales uh, ha, and Lowe's and Walmart, <clears throat> I, I must be just really kicking in because to receive almost a million dollars is phenomenal. Um, and in t sploss we actually received 941000 which, you know, when we did our initial projections, we weren't sure how t sploss was going to line up to splos because mm-hmm. we knew that there were some items that were not applicable mm-hmm. to, the, to that one penny for T-SPLOST. And we really thought it was gonna be a lot less than what we're seeing. But to receive 999,000 in splos and 941,000 mm-hmm. in t splos is mm-hmm. surprising to me because um, I would have thought it, it would have been a bigger difference yeah.
3: Yeah.
7: because of the fuel sales. So I, I'm not even sure how to explain that. <laughs> I I won't try. I'll I'll take it and say thank you.
0: We say thank you. <laughs>
7: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I have for your regular monthly report. I'd be happy to answer any questions on the mm-hmm. on the monthly report before I go into our analysis that we've we've been doing over the last two weeks. I
3: don't
0: think that sure. co- co- excuse me, go ahead, Commissioner Stevens.
2: Joey, what percentage of T-splash is allocated for the uh, bypass?
5: You Ooh, it's a set dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have that report here. We can get it to you. Is that you.
7: part of
5: the 30%? It's part thing. of 30%. I don't, I'm not no, sure. Sh- actually, you're right, Kim. It's not. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it is shown as a separate on your line item in here. It is not in T-splash. Okay. It's shown in your regular uh, splash account. Yes, sir. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. E- EMA and... Covid expenses, and we were not able to recoup everything. Is that what? Oh no. Yeah.
7: No, we we now we did get a lot of uh, COVID money, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about that. Um, We got a million and thirty two thousand, but that that (laughs) we never budgeted to track those COVID Mm -hmm. expenses Mm -hmm. separately. Um, But once we started purchasing those items that were Mm COVID-related and required, especially for elections and holding businesses in here and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We started tracking those separately in each department so that we could isolate those in case there was another opportunity to apply for some sort of state funding, which Did not have. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Commissioner Stevens, that number is 975. Okay. It was a tentative budget allocation for the connector.
2: Okay.
6: Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. uh, Do we get any kind of report on the hotel motel tax from the other cities? Who who
7: has got that information? So the county has two hotels Mm -hmm. that we receive revenue from, well, that we receive reports from. Really, we only receive revenue from one hotel, and that's actually the hotel on Fort Stewart. Um, the other hotel that's out... Dunbury. Dunbury Farms? Dun- Dunham Farms? Dun- Dunham Farms. Um, we'll get a report, but typically all of their revenues are identified as exempt. Could- so We haven't gotten any hotel money from them, but it, but we get a decent amount, um, usually somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, 60 to $80,000 in a year, and 60% of that is allowed to go into the general fund, and 40% of that has to be uh, dedicated solely to tourism um, and, and marketing for tourism, and we, we give that money to the Liberty Convention and Visitors Bureau. On a quarterly basis.
5: And, and Commissioner Walden, that's who would have the information from the other cities. They have those same kind of agreements. But we could get that information. You can get that we'll mm-hmm. from the, from the yeah, CVB. CVB, yeah. yeah.
8: Mm-hmm. We can get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like every municipality collects it individually. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Depending on if that motel or it's hotel is it's in, in it's the in city it. limits. Mm
7: hmm. So it's not like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't so get anything from.
0: Yeah, because Flemington get the lion's share because most of the hotel motels are in in Flemington. As of right now. Mm -hmm.
3: As of right
8: now. As of right now. Mm -hmm. As of right now. Yes,
0: sir. We can get that information for you. Any other questions for Ms. McLaughlin? All right. right. Thank you, ma'am. So um,
7: we started looking at your overall general fund budget picture, when we recognized that the Board of Elections was going to exhaust their budget. And I wanna just let you know right off the bat, I met with um, a finance committee that the Board of Elections established. Mm -hmm. We met, we reviewed several things. And you had requested last month for me to come back to you with an actual budget amendment. When I met with them and we looked at things, we didn't feel comfortable coming with a budget amendment. We We wanted to wait and they agreed to wait until after the March special election because we weren't sure the total impact of that. However, now that we have a couple other items that we need to discuss, and and the sheriff will come up after me to kind of discuss his plans and what his needs are. Since January, we've been in-processing some new people and doing some changes in personnel and restructuring for what um, the current sheriff needs. And we came to a point where we recognized that continuing to in-process additional people, new slots, I'll say, new slots, um, would impact personnel and benefits to the point where they would actually impact next year's budget as well. And you have said to us more than once, if you see a department that's going to do something that's impacting next year's budget, that you want it brought back before you. So in full disclosure, we kind of needed to look at everything. We needed to review revenues. Now that we've got seven months of revenues captured, we needed to look at elections. We looked at... Um, the sheriff's divisions, all seven of them, uh, and we also took a look at revenue. So I just kind of want to highlight some things for you. Can you turn that light off, Mr. Brown? Yeah, that will make it easier to see. So we got notice in, I think it was December or January, I can't remember, of our pension audit. And we were actually point. Three to six million short that's what we have to send in we only budgeted about uh, two hundred and thirty thousand so there's about a million almost a million one that we have to make a payment for in March that was not budgeted so that's it that's a significant impact to your budget um, when I analyzed and projected out the new hire slots, plus some of the salary changes that have taken place, um, we estimate or project that the personnel obligations are going to be short about $217,000. Well, I'll put it this way. In total, they'll be about $217,000. And then elections, just so we could get a placeholder, uh, and I want to just make clear, this $260,000 is a very rough estimate. The Board of Elections has not reviewed this, and so before I actually come to you with a true budget amendment, I think that they need to actually weigh in on this and review this so that they're comfortable with this. But just as a placeholder so that you understand that they're going to need probably close to about $260,000 to carry them through the rest of the year. So what we know right now that we have in the shoot that we need is about 1.573 million dollars. Then we've also had items throughout this year that we've already incurred and purchased that were not budgeted. So Mr. Brown had me collectively identify what those are. And those total about 107,000 dollars. And then there are some items that You have asked either for a quote for or um, the sheriff's office has asked for and we wanted to talk about merit. So these last items down here are just items to be considered, um, which is about $635,000. So collectively, all of that is about $2.3 million. Went back and I looked at all the revenues and actually surprisingly, pleasantly surprised, we can adjust our revenues, a few of them down, but a few of them up, specifically local option sales tax. We only budgeted to receive $3.2 million in local option sales tax, and it's tracking far ahead of that. So we anticipate um, getting at least another million from that. But collectively, we can adjust our revenues, about $2.2 million, not having to use any fund balance, um, at least for that $2.2 million. So when you look at a summary of of things, here's the the changes that we could make to the revenues. Here's the additional budget requirements, the 1.573, which includes a placeholder for the elections. It includes the pension shortfall, and it includes the $217,000 obligation for the personnel um, changes that the sheriff has implemented and wants to continue to implement. And then these other, so that would bring us down to 552000 And then these other additional requests would actually throw us into a shortfall if we approved everything. A couple other things we need to remember when you're taking all of this into consideration. In this year's budget, when we were adopting the millage rate, one of the things that helped us was the fact that we received a million dollars in CARES fund money. That won't be coming back next year, will it?
3: <laughs> 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 Probably
7: not. <laughs> Probably not. So $1 million helped us this year, mm-hmm. and it helped us actually in a, in a real timely manner, because this is when we were bringing on the fire department. This is when we had a bunch of um, unexpected expenditures. So that $1 million dollars truly did help us. So the fact that local option sales tax is tracking a lot higher gives me hope that next year maybe that local option sales tax will continue to take, take the place of what helped us this year in maintaining a 1 mil increase. Um, Next year's budget will have 100% of the personnel cost for fire and rescue, which this year we stepped into it. The way we budgeted it was one-third, one-third, one-third. At this point, they weren't even able to do that. So we will probably see a little bit of savings in that because they weren't able to get all of those eight because by now we should have already had 18 of them but we don't have 18 um, so we might actually see a little bit of savings but that will add another three hundred thousand dollars to your budget next year um the two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars um for the sheriff's division will be an ongoing recurring cost and anything you do if you do a merit in the form of a, of a Percentage to a salary and not a one-time payment that would also because there's a couple different options You could do you could do a one-time payment based on evaluation or you could do an actual uh, Salary rate increase, so that would be up to you one would be recurring next year and the other would not And then I'll let mr. Brown talk about EMS operations
5: Um, What we wanted to do, again, Kim mentioned it, is we knew there was a lot on the radar. We knew you had some things that were kind of showing in the red, not from anybody's in particular purpose, but that that they were just happening. So we wanted to give you that full snapshot. The last thing on EMS is we've been approached by the hospital. Uh, You may remember, some of you may remember, uh, gosh, 28 years ago, uh, we transferred operations over to the hospital. So they run EMS operations and you continue to buy uh, the units for them. Um, in the last several years because of Medicaid, Medicare reimbursements dropping uh, and just non-paying patients. Uh, they've been averaging about a half a million dollars in losses at EMS. Um, that, that's, it's a service. Uh, I think I don't know of an EMS department in the state that makes money unless it's privatized. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that because there are pros and cons with that. But they've approached us uh, to say, can you help us out some? We don't believe that as we're trying to straighten out the books that we really understood we were going to carry half a million dollar a year losses uh, repetitively. And those so far, uh, the way they've got it set up on their books, much like your solid waste fund and your water fund are, are in, in due to accounts, not water fund, but solid waste fund, in, in due to accounts. Um, and so right now, I believe on their books, and Mr. Chairman, you may have to help me, but I think that EMS shows a due to the hospital of a little over $3.5 million dollars. Um, they, they at this point, I think I can say, are not asking for the 3.5 to be repaid. Although if, if fees were adjusted or millage adjusted to try to accomplish something for EMS, a little bit could be designated uh, to pay that back because that's actually money that's been paid out by the hospital over the past several years. So that's what that is. The, the other couple of things, I guess, just to keep in mind, and Kim mentioned some of this, uh, when you adopted your budget last July, it was a flat, pretty much flat, other than things, real tight budget. Um, and she mentioned the offsets. Uh, and so, especially some of these things that were in the last portion um, over here were things that you particularly merit when you passed the budget. You said, we're gonna pass it, but understand we wanna come back and take a look at it later. So we wanna make sure we, we heard that, and that's back up there. Of course, the street sweep or something that in a couple of meetings ago, you indicated that you want us to do. We've got the RFPs on that right now. So. I guess the other thing is, um, we'll be talking about this later in the administrative report, is what you wanna do with the EMS building uh, that's down at Midway. There's nothing appropriated for that. So again, as you look forward, coming into your next budget year, that would be an expense uh, that you'd have to finance and incur along with that. Uh, Along with uh, what's already on the drawing board for the Miller Park Fire Station and some of those things, which would would have to be financed up front and then potentially paid back through Splash which the EMS building could too. But initially it's gonna be an outlay for you for a short period of time out of the general fund. So just wanted you to know everything we know. We thought full disclosure was important. Um, and I think I can, I can say our recommendation at this point is that the, the top two sections are current obligations, um, already obligated for that. And so I, I don't know that there's a, a way to move away from that but we'd recommend that you, until we get a little further in the, in the fiscal year, uh, towards the last quarter, that we hold off on that third section. Uh, we have time to analyze revenues and expenses a little closer after the election. Kim mentioned particularly the election cost and estimate. Uh, so at this point, I think that, that is our recommendation coming forward to you, that if you desire to move out and do the first two, I think we feel cautiously okay about that everything stays normal, but we would I think our recommendation is to hold off on the third right now.
7: Um, Before you, and I guess I'm not looking for a vote um, because this really isn't in a form of an amendment. And again, like I said, the Board of Elections has not had a chance to review and, um, and look at my rough guesstimates on what they need, especially for this special election that's coming up that was not Budgeted and not even known about. Um, But if you, uh, I guess one of the things is if you are good with at least the first two sections, then that means the sheriff's departments can go ahead and move forward with their uh, obligated commitments to the new personnel that they've reached out to, which is a total of six new deputies and 11 new jailers. So it would be 17 new slots. They would go from 128 people slots, full-time equivalents, whatever you want to call them, to 145 at this point. Because what has happened is we've stopped processing, we've stopped in-processing, and so that's kind of why we're bringing this to you. This is not in the form of an amendment, but if you're if you're good with what we've got, then at least I think Mr. Brown would allow Troutman to continue to in-process at least those 17. Mm-hmm
5: new slots,
7: yeah, uh, that makes it,
5: sense. It is. Uh, just a comment there. You, you've been very forward to us as a board about saying we don't want divisions to run over and we want to know as soon as they do. So w- we, as you know, can move money among accounts and any division finance officer has the right to do that except for salaries. And so that's why uh, in that situation, as the budget officers uh, come before you, then they've exhausted the line items and the salaries. And, and that would... I think, take a motion tonight to say, hey, we do want to go ahead and authorize another, a budget amendment to be prepared, and we make a motion to approve that for the, for the uh, $217,000 so that we can officially get that done.
7: Right, because then I could bring back a formal budget amendment, but at least be, between now and then, we could continue to in-process people.
1: But Mr. Chairman, I have a question, just to make sure I understand this correctly. The 217 is, you, I thought you said there are new slots. Or or they're moving within the organization? so
7: so 217 is actually the net effect of what they would be over in salaries. Okay. Less the savings that they could possibly achieve operationally. If there are no other very specific things. And I had another um, slide presentation. I don't know if – Clint, can you put that up real quick so maybe it'll – It'll become a little bit more clear if I go to this other one. That when I analyze the total budget collectively for the seven departments of the sheriffs, I wanted to make sure I gave you an accurate picture. Now I rounded up. I just said two hundred and seventeen. Okay. So I see. Mm-hmm. this this is actually the net of savings and operations plus overage in personnel and benefits. So here. With all the changes that have currently been made and the projected additional 17 people, Mm -hmm. they would actually be over about 311,153. Now, of that of that overage, about 95,000 pertains to leave payouts for high-ranking individuals who left at the end of December. So, the true, you know, um, recurring costs. Would be a little over two hundred thousand. Okay. And then when you look at operationally, they could possibly achieve a savings of about ninety-four, ninety-five thousand dollars. And historically, that's usually what's happened. And then in the last couple of months of the year, they take that savings and then purchase use it something, what, whatever they can. Okay. Um, but again, when I analyzed operational expenses. I didn't. I didn't project any capital. I didn't project any changes in you know uh, pay increases. No more leave payouts. No vehicles. Nothing like that. And, and I'm sure the sheriff is going to talk to you about his critical needs with regards to that. So when I say you know right now, this 217 is a net effect, um, but. Truly, salaries and benefits will be about $311,000 short, Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. 95% of that, or 95,000 of that related to leave payouts, unrelated to what the changes have
5: been made. Kim, your notes, if you can.
7: Sure. So um, some of the items, and and I'll let the sheriff go more in depth on these because I'm certainly not an expert on this are about $177,000 and they would be capital items just or critical need items that they wanted, that they would like to go ahead and get before the end of the year. No. And that was what was on the previous presentation. Okay, mm-hmm. But the 217 would just cover kind of what they've done so far and the personnel. That makes sense.
0: That
8: makes sense. Not to me. Not to you. No, okay. sure, I, I, I just, uh, just real quick. And I apologize, uh Ms. Kim, but uh this is a little overwhelming because uh first, uh, this wasn't in our in our agenda packet, was it?
3: No. Nope. Mm-hmm.
8: Again, Mr. Mm-hmm. Chair, I've I requested for years about, you know, whenever us making financial obligations to at least, you know, ha have some time to do our due diligence before mm-hmm. it's presented. To, to the entire body? I wish we could, Commissioner Frazier.
5: Uh, about a week ago, we hit, the, we hit the stump where the oh, actually about 10 days ago, that salaries had exceeded what was in the budget. Right. We started scrambling at that point to figure out what we needed to do to accommodate what the sheriff's desires were. And it wasn't until this week that we were able to start putting something together and actually finished it at 2 o'clock this afternoon to give you the big picture. I mean, So that as you looked at a presentation coming to you tonight for $217,000, you didn't make it solely on the $217,000 because I knew we'd get run over in the road later on. So right. I apologize, but there was really no, you know, it was requested to be on here tonight. I mean, uh, the presentation we couldn't do anything about that but as a staff we tried to respond
8: as quickly and, as we And 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 I and I appreciate yes, all, all all the hard work and uh and the effort that the staff put but also you know from uh and I, I could just speak for me you know uh in how I handle my my business even at home or my businesses I, It's is very difficult for me to make you know rational decisions off of of, of numbers just being out and with all the respect even the numbers that are being shown uh i'm i'm almost certain that these are rounded up absolutely and they're. not rounded down so 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 they're not in stone numbers no. for, for us to even to make a, a real judgment you, call you're
7: going this. to trade off accuracy for timeliness in any any absolutely projection and analysis right. you, there's going to be a trade-off for some accuracy to get timely information. Now, we could st- we could work another month to try and get you exactly what it is, but by that time,
8: the other revenues and other expenses And, and, and it's gonna totally increase. I, I, right. t- I totally understand that. But I, I, I know in, in the past, even, you know, uh, whenever you have given us our, uh, I guess, our, our monthly financial uh, report mm-hmm. with the de- departments, especially dealing with the Sheriff Department, you know, it might be a shortfall in one department Mm-hmm. And they moved the money around. So right. I guess the question I, I'm asking, what's different with this situation compared to what we have done in, in previous times? Because
7: this is all new in salary and benefits. We, we and can. these are new right. positions. Okay. These are new slots that cannot be absorbed collectively in the budget. Honestly. And so, I mean, the, the sheriff has actually got people lined up, jailers lined up to come in, and we stopped
8: last week. Right. We didn't have any money. I I, 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 I totally understand. So, I, I guess I guess I'm 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 looking at it from the, the standpoint e- even if you look at the agenda and I understand that, you know, we talk about finances first and then we have the sheriff department coming to, you know, uh, discuss this with us. And I I think maybe possibly, Mr Chair, we should have, you know, stopped that, talking about the splots and the T splots. And then allow the sheriff department to, to come and give their presentation, so we get more of an understanding of, of where we're at before we, because basically we're, we're we're presenting for them, and I'm I'm just kind of, I'm just looking at the money, and 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 I also, uh, we we've been trying to be physical responsible for for years, and I I just kind of want to get a full broad spectrum of of where are we are going and how we're going to get there, and where the money is coming from. Like, is this coming from our general fund?
7: Well, that's why I analyzed the revenues. They're on the other presentation. Right. Plan. That's why I didn't want to just come to you with expenditures, yeah. and we took a look at the revenues to say, okay, now that we've got seven months' worth of revenues captured, where are they falling? Are they tracking? Are they behind? Are they right. ahead? And they're significantly ahead. So that was a good thing, that right. we were able to say, okay, there are some items that – we did not budget for, especially that pension hit a million dollars. You know, last year we were also hit with that. I'm hoping next year it'll continue to go down. The first time we were hit was, what, 3.2 million? Now it's, you know, a little over a million. Hopefully next year it'll drop again because we increased the, the match from 6% to 8%. Um, and again, this is not in a form of an amendment for you to amend your budget right now. This is really just for you to say, okay, the 17 slots that they have lined up, which they've already hired six of the deputies, they're waiting on the other 11 jailers, can they go ahead? And then we can bring back a formal amendment to you, but this is just to kind of share with you where we are financially, both revenues and expenditures. And when we also talk about, you know, reports, I'll tell you, and I think I've told you before. We do our very best to try and close the month and have the report by the 15th. Well, we close the month by the 15th. We can't even start closing until after the, about the second or third of the month. And depending on when that falls, if that happens to fall on a weekend, then we're pushed back even more. And if there's a holiday, we're pushed back even more. Right. So we do our very best to close the month of January by February 15th. And, and we've got everybody in my department working to do that. Right. Both revenues and expenditures. Um, so again, this is just a high-level overview. It is an estimate, right? Especially when it comes to the elections, because I did talk to Chairman MacGyver, who is on that finance committee. Mm-hmm. I shared some of this with him, um, and he definitely wants the board to have the final say on what their proposed budget amendment request would be. But I felt like mm-hmm. it, I at least needed a placeholder, so you recognized at least a rough amount, a rough guesstimate of what you might be looking at collectively, not just isolating the sheriff, but collectively, what does the entire general fund look like, revenues and expenditures. But I understand right. having all this thrown mm-hmm. at you it, right now, it, it's, it's hard. That's, I mean, but really it's hard. I think all we're looking for is to say, can we go on with the hiring of the 11th? Yeah.
8: But yeah. and, and, and then I, we
7: can let the sheriff talk about his other capital needs.
8: Absolutely, I, I mean I understand that. But e- even if you look at 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 it from that perspective, right? Even if we're say, you know, we we say okay, let's move forward. But then whenever it comes down to the time to vote, we don't come to agreement. Is isn't that us putting the the cart before the horse? If if, if we tell you all to go ahead and move forward with with the hiring practice but then when it comes down, and we really look at these numbers, and it, they don't work, I mean, what, what do we do then?
5: Well, well, so the 217 is a hard number. Yeah, All right, We feel real good about the 217. Uh, that, that's that, a hard that, and fast uh, number. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't that, bring the, the entire yeah, that's and, the true and that cost. number works. True cost to the person. It works. Yes, sir. And, mm-hmm. and let me let me comment too. Mm-hmm. N- never was anticipating a vote by you before the sheriff did his presentation. Just Kim was up, she wanted to give the overview and then the sheriff, as she mentioned, will do his presentation, and then we'll get some some desire whether we want to move forward. I mean,
8: it's it's fine, but we, I mean, with all the respect yeah. to our sheriff, but I mean, if if Kim's doing it, like I mean, we could kind of expedite well, this. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely not
7: doing it. <laughs> I, no, I no, no, no.
8: Yeah. And,
7: and honestly, I don't know. Yeah. All I know is the number of slots that need to be um, processed, right. but I don't know. I can't substantiate the need like they can. I can't substantiate this. That's what they're here to talk about. I'm just here to give you the numbers of what it would cost, at least for the personnel and vendors.
8: And and, and I totally understand it. It's a package deal. Right, but a wise man always told me, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had people present in front of us Mm -hmm. that basically whoever was representing that particular cause already solidified the deal, then the person that comes behind them just tell them, thank you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm saying. Let's yeah. expedite this. If, if we're going to do it, yeah. then without the respect to the sheriff and the deputies, if we're going to go, let's. Tom, yeah, time, yeah, let's, let's yeah uh, <laughs>
9: Mr. Chairman, I, the, only, the only thing I'm saying now, and um, Kim got that finance degree, and Justin could count way higher and faster than I can. But but I, I know last, whenever we approve the budget that we're in now and and I, I wrote the number down, it may be the wrong number, but let's just say for the sake of conversation, there were 125 people in the sheriff's department for the sake of conversation. And when we put all that together, uh, all the other county employees, we put all that together, and I think I said right here and I said that, um, you know, let's not move forward until we put a raise in for our employees. And, 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 we, and we did that. And I think uh, that helped us have to, uh, one of the reasons why we had to raise the millage. But, but we did, and we, we, we took it on the chin, we raised the, the millage, and um, everything that we thought we needed. Now, we, we know that um, the election was, uh, was gonna happen. We had budgeted mm-hmm. for the election. We didn't budget for, for, it to be, for it to be what it was. So that's kinda out of our control. Right. But, but if it was 125 people in the sheriff's department and uh, your department, the 10 people you got, for instance, six. What, six? Well, six okay. <laughs> yeah. The six you got, the, the six you got, um, for real, the 10 was for instance. I got you. Okay, in um, the building and grounds and the recreation department. We put all that in, mm-hmm. and that's employee number 78910 and there's a dollar amount, time 2080 benefits and everything, put them in there, and all that rolled up into what we're working with now. And halfway through, maybe a little more than halfway through, we're gonna add 16 to the number that we've already um, voted for last year. And, and that's the part that I don't understand. Again, I, I don't have the finance degree, and all of that that you put up there, some was in red, some was in black. Yeah. And it was numbers and a great conversation and a great presentation. But um, I run my household based on the money that I get from ESG and the check that I get here from here. And I'm not going out and do anything more until I get more. Hmm? And, and that's what we have. Hmm? I mean, that's what we have. And 16 on top of what we have, I don't know where it's coming from. Now, you could put it up on that screen. And you could put it in this column, in that column, and call it a wash. And maybe it is. But I don't see how it can be a wash when you only got so many peas in the pot. Maybe, maybe they got it somewhere else. I know we got a fund balance, which is kind of like a savings account at my house, the money that, that I put aside. Or in this case, it's the money that, that we budgeted but we didn't spend, that we, that we hadn't spent. So that's, that's kind of your savings. And I'm, I'm just trying to do elementary math. I, I can't count that high. But I, I just don't know how you can come in and get the extra when this is all you got. Uh, that, that, but that's, that's maybe that's my shortfall. You're right, it is. That's my uh, shortfall right. f- because
3: extra
7: I, expenses. I, I, I can't count that high. And that's why I looked at the extra revenues that were coming in. Mm-hmm. To say that these extra expenses, these mm-hmm. extra 16, 17 people could be covered with the additional revenue that was not budgeted. So there wouldn't be fund balance to cover that pension payment, to cover the, the shortfall for the, the new 17 people. We have that because there's extra revenue. So it would be like extra ESG. revenue from a bonus. From, can you put up that other one? So local option sales tax, for instance, we budgeted.
9: Well, and, 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 and that's fine. We we got other departments, other constitutional officers, other elected department, and the county employees that report to the board of commissioners. And if um, yeah. you know, could Jimmy go out right now and bill a
7: astrodome? Not without coming Republican to you. <laughs> not not without coming to you. And that's why we're we're coming to you to say, okay, we have this bill from the pension fund, mm-hmm. it has to be paid. I understand that. We don't have to use fund balance because we found other revenue.
9: And, and I think also you said about the the long term employees that left. We, we we can't help that. We we got to take you know, we, we can't help that. They're gone right and they had some time on the books. Right. And we we got to.
7: and that wasn't budgeted.
9: Right. You you can't budget but 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 you got to you know that you got to do that. Right. Just like the election and if they had right. a, a, a runoff and a runoff and a runoff. I mean whatever it is, you, you got to do that. But, and, and maybe this is something that you got to do,
3: but.
7: Only if y'all say something. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that, that's kind of why we, we stopped and said, we're not going to process any more people in. Because we, we understand we've already processed the, the five deputies or the six deputies what it is. Was the five or six mm-hmm. in there? No. So yeah. We stopped. We stopped, stopped after that. However.
9: We stopped at six.
7: We stopped at the additional six. So that
9: we, as opposed to. Up in at the 17.
7: Right. Just to come back and say, mm-hmm. and we move forward with the 11. We believe we have the extra revenue to cover to the cover 11, it. but we're not mm-hmm. going to do it unless y'all say, okay, we've got extra revenue. Go ahead and do it because if we don't do it, that extra revenue will go into fund balance.
2: Just mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Yeah. The ones that's already processed, there were uh, enough savings there to take care of those?
7: So, when you look at departmental, legally, we we operate at the departmental level. Mm-hmm. So, legally, a constitutional officer can go out and they can...
8: Shh. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs>
7: <laughs> For a step in it. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, It got to the point where when we saw that salaries and benefits were going to exceed that line item, those collectively were going to exceed it, and they weren't going to be covered totally by the savings and operations. Because in the past, when those salary changes have come through, and there have been salary changes to come through every year Mm -hmm. for constitutional officers and their employees they weren't budgeted. However, they did have enough savings within their operationals at the de- whole department level to cover it. So we didn't bring that back before you. However, looking out and projecting the rest of the year operationally and personnel and benefits, they won't have it. No. So we stopped. And we said, "Okay, is this if we continue, if you continue if you approve it and let us continue, is this gonna be covered through fund balance? Or are there other revenues that have come in higher that we could adjust the total budget revenues and expenditures? So that's why we kind of gave you the entire picture.
3: Right.
7: Um, but and, I agree and it,
3: Yeah.
7: 128 was budgeted. They wanna now have 145, mm-hmm. they probably want more. They probably right. need more. I'm not gonna disagree that they don't need more. <laughs> but right now, we don't wanna do anything else until you recognize that the salary and benefits shortfall will not be covered with their operational savings. Mm-hmm. What, one other question.
0: And uh, the, then I'm bringing the sheriff up. Yeah, yeah. What, what, sheriff, uh, make, uh, stop making your way up to the podium. Uh, Go ahead.
9: Uh, uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I'm just trying to get a mm-hmm.
0: understanding.
9: Uh, um, we stopped them at six, and they needed another eleven, and and all that money magic that you that you put <laughs> up there on that screen. That's what I'm calling because I, 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 I
3: it will cover it.
9: Slide hand, but but, it, but it's covered. Mm-hmm. It, it will cover 16.
0: Mm-hmm.
9: But if Sheriff Bowman wanted 23, would the would the magic work for I, 23? I don't know.
7: I'd have to drop those in my spreadsheet <coughs> and calculate them out for the rest of the year with their hours and their benefits to see.
9: But okay, so and just and just my last question: it, it works for 16 because that's the number he requested. So far, seventeen. Yes. So it works for
5: seventeen,
3: yes.
5: and it could work for. Well, I, I think Now, based me, on the posse, revenue. I, I think that's where now focus. You back to her note on that last slide, that 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 number's calculated, that, yeah. that number's calculated based on the factors at the bottom. That there's no other expenses during the period. There's no other increases. There's no other people hired. I mean, it's it's a flat what it is. So so that that would be.
7: Personnel obligations in the sheriff's, which is the seventeen, and the personnel and operations and election, one point five million, will be covered through unbudgeted revenue. We have now identified mm-hmm. additional revenue.
0: We can't afford it.
7: This could be covered. If we continue to cover this, we will be in a shortfall. These are the revenue changes. We're gonna. We estimate another seven hundred thousand in TABT another 150000 in intangible reporting. These are all revenue items. A couple of them I downgraded because they were tracking behind. But collectively, we anticipate revenues to come in at $2.2 million over what we budgeted. Now, if we didn't make any of those changes, if we did nothing, that would mean $2.2 million more in fund balance. That's what that would mean.
6: So, Kim, go up to your other... It's basically
8: $100,000 short for it basically.
6: You you got the other constitutional officers in there?
3: Hmm?
6: In in. In this slide, I mean. So what are you gonna do, or is the board gonna do when the other constitutional officers come in and say, well, I understand y'all did this for one of us and this is what we need, we need five more. Okay,
3: okay. I mean,
6: this is, we're talking about, and I know budget time is still in July, right?
7: Well, well, you'll adopt your budget in
6: June, and the new budget will start July one. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. You know, we, I, I know you found money, but I mean, are we are we going to be able to find money when the probate judge comes in, the magistrate comes in, the tax commissioner, they come in, and I mean, I, I, because I I, I I know there was a letter last year that a um, uh, previous sheriff says. I mean these things, which was going to be a million, nearly a million five, and when he seen that the taxes was going up, he elected to not put them out there, and so everybody was across the board. Now, of course, I understand this is for information only, but um, you know we we are looking at the other constitutional officers. This this can be. I believe it was called a domino effect every time. (laughs) But I'm just wondering, is this going to be something else that happens? And are we prepared for it?
5: Well, I mean. mean, So so, so based on the analysis that's been done on the revenue projections as they stand right now, if everything stayed static and the other departments hit it on the mark, you would not have any more money in the forecast to be able to give out any additional funds to anybody. Can we fund the actuary? Uh,
6: that is part of, yes. of that, top
1: that
3: top top? Yeah.
6: The right. whole I'm talking about the whole county or just one department. No, oh no, this is the, this the, the whole, county this is, this is the, the county contribution.
3: That's
7: for the, the entire county. And down here, the merit proposed potential merit that you could consider at any time is for all departments. Right. But what we're suggesting is that at least this piece, and if you don't want it you want to say no on the other 11 jailers, then just tell us no, we won't process them. Simple as that.
8: Uh, and
7: any extra revenue we got will go on fund balance. I will tell you, though, we have to pay
8: this mm-hmm. pension. Number
7: one. we right. have Board of Elections is completely 100% out of money. We had no idea when we adopted the budget that the COVID uh, requirements for Running elections was going to be as significant of an impact as it was. Right. And I understand
6: I mean, we've learned a lot from that right. and, mm-hmm. and, and across the items. whole country. So
7: these I mean, items we've already purchased and they were not in the budget.
2: Right. C- Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Yeah. I had a question. With what the sheriff department is requesting on 11, 11. Eleven jailers. What effect is this going to have on overtime that's probably already being paid out?
7: So right now, I will tell you, before this sheriff even took office, the overtime in the jail budget was blown.
0: He walked into that.
7: He walked into that. There, there was. Sorry, can't hear me. (laughs) Yes, we can. The overtime budget was exhausted when he got here. Okay. Now, I did communicate with Maj- Major Edwards to say, look, if we brought these jailers on, will that reduce the overtime? Yes, it will, but it will take some time to be able to do that because, as he mentioned, it takes a time Train to get them. those guys trained and be able to step in a- and take some of that stuff. So what we did is in – in the salary and benefit projection, we did reduce overtime to where it's not as much as they incurred last year, but we still included some because we know it's going to happen. Um, but yes, I mean certainly additional people would help with overtime.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been trying to move us along here. I'm, I'm Sorry. Trying, that's not you. It's, it's, it's kind
8: of difficult. To... Okay. To move along when when all this yeah. has been thrown into us. Yeah. You know. Well,
0: if we just deal with and Sheriff, I'm gonna let you come. If right. we just deal with what I call Part A of the the, the recommendation from uh, staff <clears throat> that we approve. uh What's that number one, one point five, and then hold off until we see what revenues are going to do.
7: I mean, real, really, you're you're looking because we, we've already spent the one hundred. The yeah. yeah. That's yeah. already spent. Yeah. So really, what you're looking at is to say, okay. We can go ahead. Oops. We can go ahead and make the payment for the pension shortfall. We can go ahead and continue to process those eleven new jailers. Right.
1: Again, mm-hmm. that's up
8: to you. And mm-hmm. we have found the revenue to cover it. Is is that the revenue to cover it today? The hiring to to June thirtieth. June thirtieth. That's oh. correct. It's there. Yeah. Yes, yeah that, that's that's has been the identified. That's,
7: that's the point earlier. That that two hundred and seventeen will be a recurring cost. It will be in next year's budget, and so that's the notes that I make to give you the full picture. When you say "yeah, go ahead," that's impacting next year's budget. Right,
8: but but I, I guess I'm looking at that number. If it's two seventeen, if if we hired them today mm-hmm. to the end of June, it's two hundred seventeen thousand. Is that what you're saying?
7: The shortfall collectively. Oh, okay. Okay.
8: 000. Now now I'm yes. I'm getting it because. It's going to be more than that. Oh yes, absolutely. So yes, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now, Sheriff, what uh, Commissioner Frazier has been alluding to is that many times when we vet issues like this, we don't need to hear the whole speech again. Uh, and not to, uh, I'm sorry, sir, I'm not, not to insult you for. I'm, I'm glad you're here. So, if you would just uh, give us a little more, I guess, um, uh, what's the word, validity to your request for the for okay. this, um, this <laughs>
1: Mr. Chairman, some folks are saying they're not seeing it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm streaming. sorry. I'll, I'll
0: suppose to stop. I'll suppose to stop. I'm sorry.
1: Some, I, I got some text that some folks are yeah. were offline. Joy they, gave me. A, they Joy, would be here if they were not able to see it.
0: Joy gave me a note. I don't know if
5: we. Well, can. I think the audio. Uh, if we want to pause for the audio a second, but it's online.
1: Yeah, but they can't hear anything.
8: They can't they hear. They can't hear it. Yeah, I, I guess if, if we can. It, pause, but I don't know. Pause for audio. That's fine. That'd be great. Right.
1: They said they can't hear the meeting, and they're not able to get in to the meeting.
5: Uh, get in online? No, no. Oh, they can't come in the door anyway. Calls,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So they want to hear it online. Yeah. Yeah. They can't. So can we so you pause?
5: Th- Chair, we can pause. Sound. We can fix
0: right. We'll
3: take five. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: we want to apologize to our listening audience we having a few audio technical difficulties those happen sometime but certainly we're we're trying to work our way through those please uh, continue to communicate your ability to hear the uh, hear the meeting but we made a few adjustments we may have to make one more I'm told uh, so please feel free to communicate whether or not you're able to hear clearly certainly that is our desire Sheriff Bowman, if you will, please, sir.
10: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Commissioners, thank you all for allowing us to come here to speak with you all today just to give you all an update on what we have been doing and what our critical needs are and how uh, I understand the budget. Um, I'm not here to want to uh, raise taxes, but I do have to do my responsibility as a sheriff is to make sure that law enforcement, the jail, and the courts are secured at this position uh, I'd like to thank uh, Ms. Kim and Ms. Laura for working with us, being doing their due diligence, and Mr. Joey Brown for helping us out as much as he could. Um, I'd like to thank some of the commissioners that came by uh, and viewed and toured what we're working with, the jail, and also uh, our operation. Um, Mr. Frazier, I appreciate you coming. Ms. Connie, I appreciate you. Commissioner, you coming. Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, mr Brown also came and um, uh, mr. Stevens so I appreciate that um, I'm not here to um, fool you tell you anything wrong um, I get our staff is here and uh, to answer any question that you might have the chief is going to get up here and he's going to brief what we um, did our assessments and uh, let you know where we stand so
11: chief, Thank you very much. Commissioners, thanks for seeing me tonight. For those of you that visited uh, with me, I appreciate you having uh, taken the time to do so. Uh, In the uh, interest of time, I would like to uh, move forward with my slides. Uh, I believe we passed it out, and protocol uh, has taught me something tonight. I'll make sure that you get to read ahead slides uh, uh, in advance next time. I wasn't quite sure how to do that. Uh, Mr. Brown, uh, cued me in a little bit, so uh, I do appreciate that, Mr. Joey. Um, this is a 30-day assessment. It, it, it's not uh, an in-depth assessment. It's uh, based on uh, the Sheriff Bowman in keeping with his pledge to the citizens of Liberty County uh, for moder- modernizing the law enforcement capabilities, improving the response times, building community bonds, uh, and improving jail operations uh, overall sought the experience uh, uh, of experienced law enforcement leaders in our community. I wanna take just a minute, if I might, of your time to introduce you to the executive members of the Sheriff's Office. I'm gonna start with uh, Major Bill Kirkendall. He is is our Bureau of Professional Operations major and uh, what that entails is making sure that the entire operation runs in a smooth and organized manner. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Jerry Blash, Major Jerry Blash. He's our major of patrol operations and he's in charge of our overall law enforcement on the road, our uh, detective's office, and in conjunction with Major Kirkendall, he works with our drug team. So we're gonna build that for our community and and we'll show you as we go along with a phased approach. I'd like to introduce you and I think everybody knows, Major David Edwards, he's our uh, administration of jail operations, and uh, I want to appreciate, uh, tell David thank you very much for staying on the team and not retiring like you told me you were gonna do. So, uh, again, thank you very thank you very much, gentlemen. Um, in the interest of time, again, what I'd like to do is I, I, I won't go in depth like I was gonna do uh, on the law enforcement uh, duties to the courts, jail administrations, the duties of the sheriff. Uh, I I believe that most of us know what those duties are, what they entail, Uh, but I, in fact, did put a slide in your packets for you, and that's the pillars uh, of the Office of the Sheriff. We have a, uh, starting January uh, the 4th, the first, of course, was a uh, blinding for us just getting into office itself. Uh, Sheriff Bowman ordered that we uh, start our five-phased approach to assuming the Office of the Sheriff. Uh, we, of course, started with phase one. Uh, phase one was just getting a hold of exactly what we had in the Sheriff's Office, and it's the initial inspection and review of all areas and services necessary uh, to provide safety and efficiency and carry out the uh, the responsibilities of the Office of the Sheriff. Um, Sheriff Bowman, uh, and I want to point out here that after just a few days in in office, Sheriff Bowman pulled his executive committee together and decided that uh, based on what he had seen initially that we needed to restructure the organization just a small bit to enhance communication, promote stability, and create a positive working environment uh, for the employees of the sheriff's office. Phase two of our plan, sir, will be, as we move into it, the safety for the sheriff's office, uh, for the citizens and the employees uh, within Liberty County. Um, Two alpha, as you'll see, is the duties, uh, deputy sheriff's equipment right now. And I wanted to point this out. Most of you've seen it. You've walked through with me that uh, uh, all of our equipment is in dire need uh, of upgrading. What I'll say is that Mr. Joey Brown is working closely with us right now to ensure that uh, uh, those upgrades in equipment and uh, vehicles are are determined at the the appropriate levels. And that we absolutely look for the best course of action. This is the piece that uh, we've been discussing most of the night, and uh, it's the manpower issue if you will, for the uh, addition. And these are these are good numbers uh, received, matter of fact, today. If you live in Liberty County and you're outside of a city municipality and someone's breaking into your house or breaking into your quarters or stole something from you, um, these length of times will concern you greatly. 45 minutes if it's a non-emergency call uh, could be not at all based on the number of calls and the priorities as they come in. If it's an emergency call, this is, this is for me as a law enforcement officer of 40 years. This is of great concern to me. 15 minutes is, is the earliest time that I've seen with an outside time of, of 20 to 25 minutes concerns me greatly, a lot lot can happen in in 15 minutes. I wanted to point out to the members that the average number of deputies covering 603 miles, uh, on an average shift is about four. Uh, It's 4.6 to be exact, but uh, four. Could have rounded up, sir, but I rounded down. (laughs) There you go. Again, this this concerns me greatly, and as we move forward, I I, I would like to improve those times to response for the uh, uh, citizens of Liberty County, and I can only do that by putting more deputies on the road. Um, The additional manpower, of course, uh, this, again, I I pointed out to you that right now, we can't plan for the COVID period. Our COVID period, uh, again, fluctuates with our inmates from uh, if you would, David, uh, 188 to 215, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, and uh, thank you. So, but we have to plan for the future. We know COVID's gonna be over at some time, and our judges are gonna start issuing their warrants, Our warrants. Uh, and we're gonna start picking people up, and our jail will go to capacity uh, as soon as COVID's over, um, and that would be 300 people. With the current state that we're in, it would be 42 to one. That's 42 inmates, 42 inmates to one jailer. Um, The national average, I believe, David's nine. Yep, and we found today that the national or the state average is about 22 to 25. Uh, So so as you can see that even even in our COVID period at 33 to one, we're still high it's dangerous to the employees, extremely dangerous uh, uh, to the inmates because if something happens and we can't get to them, break it up, medical issues uh, arise that uh, it, it becomes dangerous for the inmates also. Phase three, I went ahead and put up for you so you know that we are moving in a phase program, some things that we're looking at in the future. Uh, we want to provide uh, better safety and security uh, for our courts. Uh, Sheriff mentioned that earlier. Our detective's office, we want to like to move from uh, being reactive to proactive, um, to actually getting out there and start uh, investigating uh, some of the, the property crimes. Of course, you know, uh, personal crimes take precedence over property crimes. So. Um, Proper manning of our warrants division. Uh, again, we, uh, again, I believe Major Kirkendall, it's 5,000 warrants uh, and stuff we're actually uh, backlogged, so we're trying to work our way through that, uh, making sure that we have the appropriate amount of deputies to do that. Um, proper receiving execution of criminal warrants is uh, three, three echoes, so. Again, phase four, I put this up here so, so you can see that we are moving in a phased approach. We want to uh, not jump forward all at once. We want to take this in a phased approach so you can see what the Sheriff's Office is actually doing. These are so many things that, we, that the Sheriff would definitely like to, to move forward with in the future. That's our CHAMPS program, Neighborhood Watch programs, school resource officers all schools and I I think everybody here would agree that those things are important within our community phase 5 is where I'd like to be Uh, I think we'd all like to be at phase 5 and that's our maintenance uh, and accreditation stage Um, what was the word you used today with me? certification Certification stage Uh, a little different between the federal state and local uh, terminologies but uh, uh, my majors keep me straight Guys, I threw some numbers up here for you and these are just counties uh, approximately the same size as ours, uh, what they have for sworn officers and it gives you just an idea of where we stand with uh, with different uh, counties within our same population group. I put on here again for you to review the methods that we're using for our evaluation. Um, we go in depth. We really take a hard look at everything that we're doing as a as a law enforcement community, and how it benefits the citizens of uh, Liberty County. So, pending your questions, um, that'll conclude my presentation.
0: Any questions for the chief? Seems to be none. So, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for very coming. much, sir.
10: Okay, as y'all can see, we are in that critical stage uh, of this administration, and um, I understand the money portion. I can't. Um, I'm not responsible for what happened before I got here. I can only tell you what I, what I, what we need to do to get within compliance of what we need to be in the protection of all the citizens here in Liberty County. Um, I was just talking to McIntosh County. And they only have 14,000 people in its population, and they have the same amount of deputies on the road as we do. And I feel that, that that's, an, that's an issue for us, because uh, Liberty County is growing each and every day. Uh, just got word uh, three weeks ago that there will be another brigade moving into our area. Um, we're planning on, from what I've been hearing, uh, a casino maybe coming to this yeah. area. <laughs> and, uh, I don't I don't know if you understand what that's gonna mean. Um that means we're gonna need more law enforcement officers. That means we're gonna get people of uh, undesirables that wanna come to this area. Oh. Uh, hopefully that's not the case. But it's but be- but it is best it is best to be prepared mm-hmm. and thinking about it now than to wait till the last minute. Um event the uh, the bypass we started they thought about it but we fell short on it but now we're trying to pick back up on it Uh, I don't like to be in the running phase all the time I like to try to think ahead and make sure that we are planning ahead for the future because this is going to be well beyond when I'm gone and I don't want the next person to come in and they're handed uh, things that they shouldn't be handed so uh Barring any other questions, that's all I have.
0: Any questions for the sheriff?
10: Sure. Sheriff, sure. question. With with adding of the,
2: is it five deputies, six deputies, five or six, which one? Six. six.
1: Six, six deputies.
2: Do you see? Would that reduce the mileage on the cause Doing a run doing a run of a period of a year time by having more deputies. So that one won't have to run from one side of the county to the other side to help the other
10: one out. It will depend on the volume, of, d- depending on the number of volume of calls that we receive okay. during that time. Um, it's going to fluctuate. Okay. So, in long run, yes, we would hope that would happen. But we are putting the plan together now that we are going to try to do with a leasing program. But that's something to talk offline about, and uh, hopefully that will help us out more. Is what you are working toward, is this towards some kind of accreditation? Yes. That's our uh, goal is to be accredited so that we can get – we'll be able to apply for more federal money, and um, that will help us out doing writing more grants, and that will try to relieve some of the pressure off of the taxpayers, which is my goal because I don't want – I live in Liberty County. I live within the city limits, so I pay taxes just like everybody else. And trust me, I am not one of the ones that want to see taxes mm-hmm. go up. Okay. Right. But my goal is to make sure that everybody in this county is safe.
9: Okay. All right. Mr. Chairman, I just wanted to say, uh, Sheriff Bowman, we, I, I fully understand. I mean, you know, you were elected by the people. Um, Put together a great team. Uh, I look over there and I see my friend Bill that I've worked with, with the city with the city for years, and um, and I, I can understand you. You know, you were um, dealt this hand. I mean, you know, this you you inherited you inherited this, and the things that you have seen since you've been there, and the things that you want to do to get it to another level. I, I fully understand that, but I, I, I also think that. Um, this is something that's going to take maybe a, a little more time. And that, that's just my thought um, uh, because, because funding is a, is, is a major issue. And I, I think that maybe over time, and I'm not, when I say over time, I don't, I don't know how long. But um, I appreciate uh, that you have an, a heart you know, to serve uh, that office and that you want everything that you want, that you've seen all your years in law enforcement, and the A-team that you assemble. You know, y'all, y'all know what's best to protect this, this county. And, and I, I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt of where your heart is. Like I said, uh, Bill and I have been friends, and I know where his heart is. I've worked with him as a department head across the street for years. I fully understand that. But um, Bill and I have also been in, in rooms with the city. And, um, you know, I, I've wanted brand-new stuff for my department. But we kind of had to deal with what we had until we can get it. I'm not saying that that's the case now. and But I, I, I can understand um, the need, and I can also understand the want. But then we, we have to work to see how, how we can get that. And I, I think all of us together probably can. But, um, you know, this is that budget – was, was was put in place seven months ago, uh, you, you know, and and we that that's kind of what what we have now, um, and we we can work to try to do whatever it is that we need. But um, you know, um, if seventeen is the number to make all of the stuff, all the slides that uh, the chief put together, if seventeen is that number, we may not can get there. But can we get part of the way there and get some of these things? you know, in compliance? I I mean.
10: We can try to work some of the numbers, but right now that 17 is what we actually need just to get in compliance. Um, The response time that we are giving to people, even if sometimes we might not even make it. And I can give you an example. Uh, Last week, was it last week? Two weeks ago, my family and I was coming back from Savannah. I had a DUI driver right past me at 100 miles an hour. I didn't have a radio to call. So I had to call the chief. The chief had to call the major. The major's on the radio and his cell phone with my cell phone, and we didn't get the driver stopped until we got inside of the Hinesville city limits. That's dangerous. At any point at that time, that driver could have rolled across the line and hit somebody head on. The deputies was tied up, and I couldn't couldn't get anybody. I think on the, what we had on the road, three that night, three mm-hmm. deputies on the road that night. They cover a county for eighty thousand people, plus. Just had a deputy the other night, uh, over the past weekend, get into a fight on the road, and the only thing he had is a handheld radio. His radio came off, and luckily there was another deputy in the area that got there to help him. That could have been. Uh, his life. So I'm not only looking out for the citizen, I'm also looking out for the lawsuits that the county could incur because we're not doing everything that we can. I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody. It's not anybody's fault, but I'm just trying to say we need to address this. And uh, it's, it's immediate right now for me. I mean, we have you know, to I, do
9: I, it. I appreciate you bringing it to our attention, and, and we could work toward it. But um, even right now, I think as you were as you were talking, uh, somebody, somewhere was doing a hundred miles an hour. I mean, you, you you ain't gonna be able to. I know we you,
10: can't, you, can't stop can, them all. You, can,
9: you can't be everywhere all the time. I mean, you 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 would have to almost put a deputy in the car with every crazy person to keep them straight. I I, mean, you you we, we we can't do that. I mean, I, you're, you're gonna miss something. I, know, I understand and, that, and, and, I, and I, I know you're trying to narrow that that number down.
10: Right. I mean, this this. These numbers should have been taken care of years ago. This this is not something new that I'm just reinventing the wheel. Uh, When the population started growing, we should have been expanding. But we have had the same amount of deputies since the late Don Martin was a sheriff on the road. I understand.
9: And, And...
10: I don't blame y'all because y'all don't know. Y'all on this side of the room. So you can only go by what you're told and what you're shown. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, and I'm not going to make it feel like that we're enemies because we're not. We're all here to work together. Right. And whatever y- y'all need from me and I can do for you, I'm going to be totally upfront with you. But my goal is we have to definitely have to get those guys in the jail because our jailers are getting stressed out. They're not getting enough time to go home and be with their families. So we're probably going to start losing jobs just by quitting because they're stressed. And this pandemic has really put a, a lot of stress on everybody. And, we, and this has been going on for almost a year. So I would just hope and y'all consider the requests that I have. And in the future, hopefully we won't have to come to this point. Because I will be forward-thinking, and I want to make sure you will have what I'm doing, when I want to get it done, and how we can get it done. But right now, we're at that critical point, and I am and uh, I just need your help. Mr. Chairman. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Are you um, completely staffed up now, or do you have vacancies out there? I Are they quitting, have, or, or I what? I still have vacancies said-
10: pending if we're allowed to get those ones that we need. But and That you me so until you're saying the, the next budget.
1: All your positions right now are filled.
10: No. That you. all of not filled. No. I'm
1: sorry. I was just—is all of the positions that you currently have filled? I mean, you said um, you only had three on the road. Is that because you didn't have a position filled, or the guy called out, or?
11: No, 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 great no. question. Uh-uh. I'll take it. Go ahead. Only because I got briefed about 20 minutes. (laughs) Okay. But uh, what it was, ma'am, and it's been the case for, uh, I would say, a couple of years now. you got six deputies on the road. Six deputies
1: are currently on the road in Liberty County. Right this minute? Well, if they all come to work, I guess. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. If they all come to work. If not, you need someone to backfill that you can call up and say, hey, he can't come in. Can you come in tonight?
11: Absolutely first walked in one January, is we didn't have that full complement of deputies. You had four or five vacancies uh, on a shift, let's say shift A, Mm -hmm. had two or three vacancies on it. Now we have since filled those vacancies. Shift B might have two vacancies on it, but one person would be on leave, one person would be tested positive for COVID, that was a big thing for us uh, in early January. Mm -hmm. Work past that, thank God, but a little more safety precautions with our deputies. Um, I would say 90% of the time now, we've got the compliment that uh, you've given us of six deputies on the road with one supervisor. Uh, We're about 90% keeping that true now. Uh, With the addition of deputies, we'll move that up to a little better. And I love your question, sir. You're absolutely right. We cannot cover every place in Liberty County, but what we can do is mitigate the dangers that we have across the board. Beautiful
9: question. Sheriff, I just, you 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 know, Sheriff. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
9: Sheriff, when you you were given the ratios, like um, one jailer per so many inmates, and and I guess you probably got some numbers for... um, Road deputies per mile, or probably road deputies per citizenship, or what have you. So, um, and, and that, that that ratio, as the brigade come in, as the, the casino opens up, in the, in, in, in whatever, and whatever, and the population explodes, right? That 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 ratio, uh, if you're trying to keep that, mm-hmm. then that's going to be a continuous more growth, more more deputies, more jailers, uh, more. Police cars, more, more, more everything right. just, just to maintain that, that, that ratio and, and, and that's the ratio that, that your sheriff office is is trying to get to, and once you get there, you know your, your goal is to keep that now um, but as the population
10: But as we do that, now once we get that certification, that opens us up for more grant writing. We already initiated some grants right now, so we can get um, GOHS. Just gave us or well, we've been putting a, a grant for GOHS. They're going to provide us with three deputies, three cars, and pay their salaries for five years.
9: Right. So, so, that if, so if, if.
10: we we are we are trying to lessen the burden on the taxpayers. But the, the more we work toward that accreditation and to get our numbers up, that will help us out tremendously. So.
9: So, uh, and, like, and when you apply and you submit your reports, and you got those those ideal numbers, that helps you to get those. Um, yes, and stuff like
10: right. That. And uh, if you can remember, uh, Liberty County right now, in the state of Georgia, we're ranked number thirteen in the, in the Georgia, out of one hundred fifty nine counties, for DUI fatalities. Thirteen. That put us up there with Atlanta, Marietta, Cobb County, DeKalb County, Fulton County. Savannah, those numbers are unacceptable, unacceptable to me. Um, Right now, we had rolling thunder that came through here um, three, four, a couple months ago. In December. In December. They had, in a weekend, 34 DUIs. That's just right here in Liberty County, 34 DUIs. They wrote over 500-some tickets. That's totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Every time you get in your car, right now the stats has went up. One out of 15 cars that you pass, they're either impaired with drugs or alcohol. One out of 15. And when it get past 6 o'clock, when it gets dark, it moves up another 10. So I'm looking, trying to look out for everybody's family, and especially my own. Cause I got kids out there, and you got kids. Nobody wants to accept I'm sorry if their child gets hurt, and that's what I'm trying to prevent. So I'm going to I'm do my part. I know you all going to do y'all part, and we're going to work together. We're going to get through this. And that's, that's my main goal. Let everybody, We're going to get through it because we're going to work together. Because we all love Liberty County. Okay,
0: Sheriff, I'm going to have to thank you. <clears throat> I know you're passionate about it, and we and we feel that, sir. Thank you for sharing. Of course, he has he is committed to coming back to see us from time to time. So, so um, we do that. he has also reminded us he has an open door policy. So we're welcome to come over to anytime, sir, to the justice center. Is
6: that open? If you're in the jail, you can
10: get up, back out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that open door. If they're in the jail, we don't want them getting in your house. So that's mm-hmm. <laughs> But Thank
0: you all so much. Yes, I do want to go back to staff recommendation. Mr. Brown and Ms. will you all state that for us again, what you're recommending? Um, I think we do, do, as commissioners, we need to deal with that part of this. What,
7: what, we, what we said we could probably absorb yes, ma'am. comfortably with, without knowing that we would dip into fund balance this year, but recognizing it would be a significant impact for our next year's budget. We, we, we are acknowledging that mm-hmm. um, but we feel comfortable that we could move ahead with the remaining 11 jailers, pay for the shortfall in the pension plan and come back before you with a budget amendment for the elections um, that would be a little bit more accurate than the 260 because by then mm-hmm. some of those, some of the March expenses will have occurred. Um, And, and again, Ms. Walthauer believes that she can do this special election for less than what we did the November election for because it will be a smaller election. Mm -hmm. Even though the same number of polls have to be manned, we probably won't have to have the same number of people there because there's not going to be as much traffic. Um, But, again... If you, uh, we're not really looking to amend the budget at this point because I do want to bring back a more formal amendment. Mm -hmm. But with your approval, we will continue processing the remaining 11 jailers. Hopefully, that will help with the overtime and and the critical need in the jail. Um, Pay the pension shortfall and uh, continue to operate elections, even though they don't have any more
0: money. All right. Let's, Commissioners, let's please give the uh, Mr. Brown and staff, the, the ability to go ahead and, and process <coughs> uh, the um, pension plan and the uh, personal obligations and and the elections um, reimbursement, not reimbursement, election expenses. Right. Uh, and we'll work on tweaking that number and refining that number. Certainly, we know Ms. Rhonda Walthouse in yeah. a new role also. So yeah, we,
7: she's. So. <laughs> Done an amazing job for what yeah. she's been faced yeah. with this year. So,
0: Chair Taylor, motion to that effect, please.
7: I just I got one question. And,
9: and Kim, everything that we voted on in this year's budget,
0: hmm?
9: with this um, amendment, I mean, with with, with whatever recommendation, we're, with whatever we getting ready to vote on now, everything that um, that we said that going to be in the 2021 budget that ends on June is is still going to be covered as well.
7: That's correct. Everything. That's correct. And you'll probably have a little bit of savings because you actually, as I mentioned, we were not able to get those firefighters like we had budgeted. So there's Mm -hmm. going to be some savings there. There was also a couple of other areas where somebody was supposed to go full time, elected not to go full time yet. So there was some savings there. So there's a little bit of savings in other departmental expenses. But yes, everything that you originally budgeted plus the additional 17 people, the six that they've already got, and the additional 11 jailers, will be covered with current year revenues.
9: And if the Sheriff, my my dear friend, don't hire all 17 right now, it'd be
3: even less. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you will, already got them lined up. That's why we said we Rout had to stop it.
7: it. Just, just wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Way to build fund balance. Yeah, so really, we're just looking to say, can we go ahead mm-hmm. and process the jailers, and then we'll come back before you, probably sometime in March, mid-month. It might even be April, um, after we get another good look of the full quarter of revenues to okay. give you a formal budget amendment. All right, thank you.
0: Now, I know I had a motion, and for the motion probably died because we had a little.
2: Can I make a motion that we approve yeah. the um, the request okay. for, uh, let me make sure I'm
7: saying it right. Ms. Kim, will you help me out? The, to to continue to process in 11, the 11 jailers, the, the jailers and, the, um, and to go ahead and make pension, the payment for the pension and shortfall. Pension and, and, you and allow back. elections to continue to operate right. even though they're out of money. Thank
6: you. Now, and what we're talking about here, Sheriff, is these are going to be basically new employees, and we're not going to be... So you won't be promoting anybody out of the jail to the road. It'll all, it, that's all we're looking at then is the jailers. Yeah. All right. Just, is just that, for jailers? Yeah, I, I just want to make okay. sure that... That's what we're talking about. Uh, can
0: I count that as a second? Sir? Yeah, I okay. guess you can count that All
6: as right. a second. All right. Any other discussion?
0: <laughs> All right. Everybody good? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Get the sheriff out. Okay. Any opposed? Any opposed? Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll hear back more in March. Mr. Long.
12: Good evening. I'll try to be brief with what I have tonight. Please. <laughs> uh, off Street Improvements. We met with Gary out on the job site. Uh, we got near that uh, design near Dan. I'm gonna look at some stuff on Becky Street at Sequoia Avenue to make sure we get some uh, pavement things over there worked out for him. Uh,
8: Olive Street. Uh, yeah,
12: Olive and Yeah, Two spots on Olive. Yeah, Olive all and uh, Stafford and Olive and Cherrydale. Is, is that
8: on my side of Olive, close? No, no sir. Okay, i just checking. <laughs> I was just trying to pull
12: the commissioner's Yeah, <laughs> uh, We did some inspections out at Auburn Ridge Subdivision. Uh, a couple things I gave you uh, in the back. Uh, I've brought this to you before. Um, the Department of Transportation going to be doing some striping and some uh, street signage for us. Uh, It'll be in 2022. Uh, but I need to go ahead and get the memorandum of understanding uh, signed from you guys. Uh, all we have to do is just make sure we kind of clean the edge, make sure that they have... Uh, clean place to go paint. Um, So uh, I will be talking to uh, Kenny again one more time before the meeting uh, to make sure that the city, there's three streets in the city, uh, just make sure they'll be able to uh, sweep the streets, but uh, I would like to have this on the agenda so we can go ahead and get this signed and turned in. Um, We did do some stormwater samples uh, for some of our outfalls we have in Liberty County this month Uh, with all the rain we worked out pretty good for us. Uh, we worked a little bit on the Miller Park fire station layout. Uh, we got a meeting with architect coming up uh, here pretty shortly. Um, Yeomans Road is uh, pretty much underway. They haven't started digging in the ground out there yet, but we've uh, uh, been out there meeting with the contractor, and the contractor's been laying out pipes and uh, where everything's going. Uh, we've been meeting with some of the property owners uh, so they know what's happening with their yards. and um, So we, we, we're getting a lot of feedback from the uh, residents out there as That's we're true. going through it so if you get calls um, please let me know uh, that way I can help out with that and uh, um, I have somebody out there all the time just trying to make sure we everybody covered. Um, Third Street uh, they're pretty much done we're just processing final pay request so we're doing on that road. Um, Mount Island Church Road they might finished today or tomorrow I didn't see if they finished today or not. Uh, we did have one patch that so we had to do a little extra too. Out of all the patches we did, one just had so much water in it and such bad dirt we had to do a little extra. Um, but I think with uh, I'll probably come in right at budget or slightly over, but not very much at all. I'll definitely be within uh, whatever we have on that. Um, just kind of see what my weight tickets turn out on it. Um, so, but other than that, uh, that job went really well. Uh, we have a uh, pre-con for Pioneer Road, and uh, they actually wanna move out there next week uh, to do Pioneer Road, so okay. we're gonna try to go ahead and uh, get Pioneer Road uh, pre-con out of the way so they can get started. Um, we did get the Stormwater NPDES annual report turned in. Uh, I guess I turned it in Sunday. It was due Monday, um, and uh, we have the ADA accessibility, which is uh, basically sidewalk improvements and park and pad improvements. Uh, That'll kind of bring us up to being able to meet minimum ADA standards at our recreation parks so that you have access to different play structures, you have different access to the uh, ball fields and different things like that. Uh, We also have a little bit of a sidewalk from Gill Park included in there that the um, Recreation Board would like to have included That's part of the Gill Park project. Uh, Since the ADA project was all sidewalk, made Mm -hmm. sense to go ahead and uh, let sidewalk guys do some uh, Gill Park stuff. Uh, The plans are ready, the bid documents are ready. Um, We've updated all our estimates and our estimates are within the budgetary uh, estimates we did earlier. Mr. Brown is gonna go back and uh, look at uh, funding to make sure there is funding (coughs) currently available. Excuse me, (coughs) that was ill-timed cough, but (laughs) Um, he's gonna make sure that we have all the funding for that and uh, once, that's done, we're ready to go out for bid at your pleasure. Uh, other than that, I hope I'm done and quick.
2: Did you check the spot I mentioned to you on Lewis Frazier?
12: Yes, I did. I did. And there is a bump on there, and it's kind of right at that uh, driveway. And um, it's. I had not felt it until you had actually mentioned it to me and I do feel it. Um, it's not out of spec uh, and we've been kind of tossing around in our head uh, something we may do to fix it or not fix it. Um, but as you're coming from Riceboro to uh, Hinesville on Louis Fraser Road you know the big curve and there's a couple of driveways in it and it, as you're going along it kind of feels like on the inside of the curve that you kind of come up at a driveway like the asphalt has a little bump It's very slight um but we're it's not out of spec but we're going to go look and see if we can't do something to make sure that we have a good smooth ride we want to make sure everything looks good and whatever we decide to do of course we'll have a budget together for you and we will uh make a recommendation to you what to do
2: one other i think at last meeting i mentioned to you about a uh, bill carter road yes sir what was it, mr chairman what was it to Check to see what it's going to take to resurface it, I think it was.
12: Yes, sir. I think
0: that's what it was. what
2: it was?
12: Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And I will have that. uh, Keith is working on that for me. Mm -hmm. We've been doing all kinds of estimates this week.
2: Right now, they're spending more money in patches. Every time it rains, they have to go back the next day and patch.
12: Yes, sir. Um, What we're trying to do is put together a full estimate on it um, and kind of try to go out and measure some of our patches Mm -hmm. so we have a pretty decent estimate on that. Um, that instead of me just kind of guessing,
2: would well, you want to consider widening that while we had the bill Cutter yes, road?
12: Sir. That would be the best.
2: Widen it and
6: yes, and sir. It get to twenty-four
12: it. feet wide uh, at least, and do that.
6: Is it not yeah. on the list for that?
12: The Lewis Frazier was higher on the priority list than uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill Carter, um, but you know I, I'll be honest with you, uh, that priority list probably needs to be revisited or at least the the top 20 or 30 roads to kind of see where we are on that and we may want to uh, refresh and bring that to you guys because we've done over you know, the last five years we've done a lot of work on Lewis Fraser Road right. yeah. and the other portion that's left is not nearly as bad as the portion we fixed already so we may want to swap some uh, priorities around a little bit.
2: could actually. Uh, Bill Carter Road is a, like a clay base road, and that the new part of Lewis Frazier, what was did about twelve, fourteen, I don't know how many years ago now, it's like a rock base, and I think it was like a six inch base, something like. Yeah, that.
12: it's uh, four to six inches of stone, and then an inch right, and a half of right. asphalt. And,
2: and that's holding out real good. But
12: mm-hmm. Bill Carter Road is uh, exponentially falling apart faster than the. Rest. Heavily, heavily and, used, and it's a
2: heavy travel road.
12: Victor. <laughs> All right,
2: okay. Yeah, one,
6: one other quick. Trent, on your, your report here, your, your locations for you, your stormwater, where, where were those at?
12: Okay, we've got one that's right up here off of Old Hines Road um, where one of the Peak, Alligator Creek, comes through. We have a uh, location in that area, and we have a location actually down on the Peacock Canal, very close to where the uh, CSX railroad Bridge is. The who? The CSX Railroad Bridge.
6: That's a outfall pipe, is that what you're calling?
12: And what we do is we sample like the Peacock Canal and Alligator Creek, making sure we don't have any pollutants in it that uh, those, those areas are on the, um, the list, there's a list that the state puts out, golly, it's TMDL list, and I'm struggling uh, to tell you the numbers. I
6: was just wondering where they're what going we in to check it on down by the railroad trussle.
12: Yeah, we, we monitor it tw- uh, three times a year, quarterly. What,
6: but where do you go to to monitor it? I mean, you got uh, just
12: we, we just go right down there. And we just, it's a grab sample. So we just drive down the railroad, go to the, down to the creek, reach in, grab a sample.
6: <laughs> so the outfall pipes that's coming out from different places, yes. that's not, I mean... The sediment that's coming from that, that that ain't what we're checking.
12: Well, we do, that is part of what we look at as turbidity in the water, but we're also looking for um, dissolved oxygen, um, other constituents in the water that make it healthy as it goes downstream. Try to keep it as yeah, I just try wondered, to keep it as minor as I can. Well, I was
6: just wondering, the DOT was down there working on a project, and mm. that goes into an outfall pipe and dumps into the Peacock. And um, <laughs> I mean, everything from Brights Lake and off of 84 goes out of way behind the bus barn. And you know, you, you know, there's oil and water coming from the bus barn into that ditch. And I guess. That's reported, but if you catch it, at, you know, a mile downstream, that's what I was wondering.
12: Yeah, we don't try to go like all the way down to seventeen. We try to hit the areas as it's coming out of the urbanized area to kind of see what's happening. So and the main thing is start building a database of how healthy the water is right there. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we don't have any requirements to clean it up. Right now, it's just really more building a database. Sorry. All right, you good. Yes, sir. All right, thank you thank very much. You, Appreciate it. Y'all have a wonderful evening. All right, mm-hmm. Mr. Dodd, EMA. You. Okay, okay.
11: Mr. Chairman, uh, Commissioners, Mr. Brown, Mr. Mosley, I just want to real quick. Uh, introduce a new member to our uh, team, Mr. Trip Duke.
10: Um, He's bringing um, some military experience. He just recently retired from the military after 30 years. Now let him give his bio.
9: (laughs) Can he serve as a jailer, too? I cannot. (laughs) Good evening, everybody. Um, Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, I really appreciate it appreciate the opportunity to serve you, uh, to serve the people of the county. Uh, I wanna thank uh, Bob, uh, Mike Hodges, and Mr. Brown for bringing me on. Uh, originally, I'm from Hilton Head, don't hold that against me. Uh, I, did, I do live in Liberty County now. Good. I, I did spend 30 years in the military. I was stationed at Fort Stewart twice. First time was in 1997, then recently in, in 2016, where I just retired. Uh, so I did not work for about a year and a half, got really bored. So I was looking at something to do, especially for the county, uh, had the opportunity for the EMA office, and fortunate they brought me on, so thank y'all very much. Uh, look forward to serving. I'm not talking about money, so.
8: <laughs> Are you okay with Appreciate me? Appreciate
9: that. And not, not long-winded, so if
0: <laughs>
8: any, any questions, thank y'all very much.
0: Thank you, sir. Good to have you aboard. Thank you very much, Commissioner. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you Bob.
8: Well, I like that presentation. All right. Yes.
0: <laughs> Representative Williams, come say hello to us. Am
6: <laughs> I telling <laughs> 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 me give us? <laughs> <laughs> but
13: I didn't get a ticket. But I have observed a couple of things. First, it's
0: like speaking in a church on a long program, and you're the last one up. <laughs>
13: Help you with <laughs> I just want to, to give you an update right. on where we are. Let me make something. I've heard all kinds of things said. I just think, you know, I'm I'm from another era. Okay, I got it.
8: Okay, light out. I, I got your back if
13: you need. No, all right. right and it's, and I've heard a lot of things said. I just want some clarification mm. what we're talking about Mm-hmm. First and foremost, like I told you when I first came to you, I don't gamble. I will never gamble. I'm not a gambler, but I do have a responsibility to the economic welfare of the constituents of the 168th House District. Mm -hmm. For your, and I know you're all aware of this, the median income in Georgia, is around $56,500 a year. The median income in Liberty County is $45,000 a year. Now I'll tell you in just a minute what that means. First, it means we got a long way to go economically. And in, in spite of the fact that we all are doing so much better than we used to do, but there are a whole lot of people that are not doing very good. And that's a fact. We, you know, some things we don't like to talk about at the Sunday table, But that is exactly where we are, economically. I've heard all kind of things said about bringing a resort destination to Liberty County or any place on the coast. Well, there's some good things, too. Three to 5,000 jobs per resort, direct as well as indirect. About 2,000 peripheral And construction, eight hundred to twelve hundred permanent. Construction jobs will be union wages. We're not talking about a manufactured, pre-manufactured place lean to. We're talking about three hundred million dollars in investment in the building. There's never been a project like that in Liberty County. Never. Three hundred million dollars. And the jobs that it will handle will average $42,500 per plus full benefits. It will literally change the economic status of this county, and especially on the eastern end. What's the ripple effect? Technical college system. Somebody's got to train folk to working casinos. We are committed to Georgia-grown agricultural products, local construction material purchases. These are things that we flat-tell the developers you're going to have to do. Now, I heard some people talk about it would hurt small business. Now, if growing and giving you more customers is going to hurt you, then I don't know what kind of business you're in. The wrong business. It's the wrong business, obviously. If, if you're going to get hurt by, by, by somebody making more money, Now, one of the things that's very important, taxes, gaming, property, sales, hotel, motel, and employment taxes, unlike, you serve on the development authority with me, Mr. Chairman, unlike every industry we recruit for Liberty County, everybody comes with their hat out. How much abatements are you going to give us? How much land are you going to give us? And it goes on and on and on, and we have to compete with communities and states all over and who gives the most gets the prize. These folk not asking for abatements. They're not asking for tax breaks. They're not asking for free land. They take care of their own. I wish the sheriff had a seat because I wanted to mention the most sophisticated security systems in the world are now in resort destinations. If you're a troublemaker. If you're somebody that's undesired, You got about one or two trips, and you are banned permanently. And they know if, if, and and buts about it. I have a video that, at some point, I'll show you all. I'm going to show it before this weekend's over, but I'll bring it to the commission. Of all the places we visited in Georgia and people we talked to, and I had sheriffs from other states that mentioned how crime not only got didn't get worse, it went down. Now I know we might find that hard to believe. But the truth in the pudding, I can give you the sheriff's names. It's like having a Kia plant, but without government-provided property and tax incentives. If we were talking about building widgets, folk would be falling all over themselves begging, please come, and how much can we give you to come? These folk come and bring a lot with them. Testimonies all over this country talks about fire departments they got fire engines because in midway they won't have a fire engine to accommodate a three or four story hotel building five stories but i'll tell you what the developers will buy them a a ladder a a, a, a fire truck ladder ladder truck now who else coming to town is going to do that you'd have to buy it if anybody came to liberty county you'd have to buy and upgrade the services There's no way in the world. And it's not an overnight thing. And it is not something you have to do. The reason I'm fighting so hard for it is because close to 60 65% of Georgians say, let us vote. And you can't talk about home rule and decide because of some personal reason you don't want people to vote for something. You must be afraid they'll like it. Here's the process first if it when it is passed at the general assembly it has to go on the on the ballot for november of 2022 we vote on a constitutional amendment if it passed that test legislation will be signed in april of 23 somewhere around that time legislation signed but then in the summer and fall of 2023 guess what Places they chose to come, you'll have to vote again. Liberty County will have to say, we want this or we don't want it. If we don't want it and the citizens vote it down, they'll find someplace else. Because it's not coming until it's approved locally. And guess what happens, too, that's not on this board? When they get to talk, guess who's going to have to talk to them about zoning and everything else? Liberty County. The state's not going to do that. And part of what I've put on the board that's not on this board is there's about a quarter of a million dollars for addiction and problems included originally. I am asking to amend the bill to put $5 million in statewide for addiction. A quarter of a million is not enough. You know there's going to be some problems. That's going to happen. So you anticipate it. Let me tell you. If you look at a casino and you think you know casinos because you went into one that was built 10, 15 years ago, you don't have a dream. There is no comparison to today's resort destinations and yesterday's casinos. They are comprehensive. Only about 35% of their revenue will come from gaming. Who would ever dream that if we're fortunate enough and if the citizens decide this is what they want? That here in Liberty County, you can go, according to what your tastes are, see Beyonce one night and see Garth Brooks the next. You can't even see them in Savannah now. All I hear from people, and every one of you heard this, there ain't nothing to do with Liberty County. <laughs> Let's give them something to do. You've seen the rendering of the construction. It's almost unbelievable. Let me say this, and I'm finished. Y'all know I've told you this before. I don't mean nothing. I'm a Baptist deacon. That's just one close. But let me say this, and I'm going (laughs) to try to be finished. (laughs) I'm going to try. Remember this, that I don't know anything good that's ever happened that there hadn't been people opposed to it. And that's still right. That's That's the beauty of democracy. None of you are old enough, but find some old-timers that were here, and people opposed Fort Stewart coming. They opposed it. It came. And it's the economic engine of this county now. Another thing, I had friends, and I've told this story all over the state doing hearings. had a friend of mine who was a preacher of a very prominent church. He worked hard against the lottery. And, boy, when the lottery passed, about five years later, I ran into him at a convention. I said, Reverend, I need to talk to you. What is it, Deacon? I said, don't tell anybody, but the GBI is wanting to talk to you. I haven't done anything. I said, you've educated two daughters through the Hope Scholarship, and we want our money back. (laughs) You can't find anybody against Hope in Georgia anymore. You really can't. And I'm not going to start gambling. And those who don't, it's like liquor. You don't drink, don't go in the liquor store. But if you really hate liquor, don't take any of the benefits that the taxes come that you do use. Don't use anything. If we don't do it, somebody will. And guess where the tax revenue in Liberty County is gonna go? It's gonna go either to Savannah, Camden County, Brunswick, wherever it's done, because it's going to be done. And I heard you talking, we should realize and I I, I don't want this to be exaggeration, Joy, so you might want to check me on this. I don't know how many rooms are throughout this county, but you did about eighty thousand dollars, according to Kim, who's an expert. <laughs> In hotel-motel taxes for Liberty County. (laughs) I don't want to exaggerate, but that's probably about six or seven weeks worth of revenue from two hotels on the grounds of a resort destination. That's the change. And guess what happens? And let me tell you something. I'll hear this again, but I have been all over this country. I, I've been to four states and 12 resort destinations to look at over the last two and a half years. The last two and a half years, I wanted to find out, not on, from an official capacity, but just as somebody walking through what was really going on. So I didn't walk with management. Oh, they all wanted to show me around, and I walked by myself. And I'd walk up to vote call a couple of names of businesses, and there's no reflection. I asked one young lady, I said, where do you work? I'm, how long have you been here? She says, I've been here three years. I said, where did you work previously? She was a waitress in a hotel, in, in a restaurant. She said, I worked for Waffle House. I said, how much did you make when you were at Waffle House? She said, I made 22 dollars $23,000 a good year. I said, how much did you make last year? She said, I made $48,000. She said, I've got a child in college that I'm able to pay for. I'm in the process of buying a home, and I've got a new car. She said, I didn't think that was possible just five years ago. Her life was changed. She doesn't spend any money where she works. I don't go to a casino to gamble. I'm not their favorite. They don't comp me. And there ain't no free rides or rooms for me. Because all I go for is the food. Me and Libby enjoys the food. The food, the entertainment, and the people watching. Best people watching any place except Times Square. (laughs) Stand around and look at the people. And by the way, speaking of Libby, she's reheated my dinner twice. I just thought I'd drop that for you. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about possible sum of 27 casino. But what we're really talking about some of the things you were talking about tonight financially not being a problem. It's a, it becomes a tourist attraction. Do you know 75,000 people a day pass down, 95, and we get that much with the little we have at the intersection at 76 now? 75,000. They expect six to 7,000 people a day to come to that resort destination. There's a whole lot can happen. I'll entertain any questions you might have. If I can't answer them, I'll just tell the chairman to take them. <laughs> Any uh, questions? Questions for Representative Williams.
0: Commissioner Stevens.
2: Rep- Representative Williams, I think that's what we needed was a good presentation for number one, and I think that's going to clean up a lot of the, I'm going to say, what the street committee had. Oh, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, and. and we appreciate you taking the time to come and update us, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we we'll, we'll see where it lands at because there were a lot of misconceptions that it was already coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard it, things it, all over it's
13: uh, so far, it's, already it's coming nowhere like coming. yeah there's only interest at this point. You see the journey that's ahead. Mm-hmm. state' has got to approve it first. The right. voters have to approve it. Mm-hmm. and when the voters approve it. Liberty County has to approve Ooh. it, and if Liberty County says no, they just go someplace else, mm-hmm. because they they can't just. It's not the deal where they can come in and say, "I'm going to sit right here." No, a referendum will have to be held, mm-hmm. and the voters will decide who. Now I know there's some folk that that has done good, and some people are retired. A friend of mine used to call them the jumpsuit crowd who've already made theirs and enjoying it and forget about the kids that need to make it forgot to tell you where's the tax money going we have what is known as the fifty fifty plan fifty percent will go into an opportunity fund <clears throat> we estimate that opportunity fund will be anywhere in five six hundred million dollars So let's just say 250 million goes into that. What is the opportunity fund? The opportunity fund will be there for students whose families are below the median income, which means about 65, 70% for Liberty County will be eligible for scholarships. And, and unlike the hope, they won't have to be honorable magna cum laude. They just had to have a desire to go to college and willing to stay in college. Never forget what the legendary philosopher Charles Jones told me one time. <laughs> he said, um, I said, Charlie, there are a whole lot of lawyers that live in the county. He said, they are good lawyers and make a living anywhere. He said, Let me tell you this. When I was in law school, you know what we said? I said, what did you say? A students became professors of the law. B students became judges and prosecutors. And C students made all the money. Got a lot of kids that can do well in college who don't qualify under the traditional hope. We have children at Armstrong, but mostly Savannah State, drop out of college before graduating because... They needed an extra $700, $800 to pay fees and books and stuff and couldn't do it and had to drop out of school. That would be eliminated. And under the median income, if you run the numbers, that covers all of Georgia, all nationalities, all ethnicities. White kids, black kids, if you qualify under that, you can get a piece of money and go to school. We are, we're coming, we are come a long ways in education. We still have a long ways to go. And a lot of kids out here would go to college if they could afford it. And the kids, and I'm so glad for the Zell Miller Scholars, the cream of the cream, the A students, half million dollars worth of scholarship offers. And there's Julie and Paul, who happen to be CC+, plus, not one scholarship. And they got a grandmother, a grandmother and a granddaddy, who's scuffling and can't afford to send them to college. So they missed the college experience just for the sake of getting the money. If you don't like gambling, don't. But don't stop this town, county, from prospering. There it is on the board. Now, when I see Chairman Deacon Bold, leaving like that, <laughs> I know it's time to <laughs> start singing, Bless Be the Tide that binds." Pull out the
2: collection plate. Any other questions I, for,
0: for, for <laughs> Representative Williams while he's here? There being none.
8: Mr. Uh, Chair, well, uh, I, I think I have a few questions and, and a couple statements real quick. Uh, Representative Williams, uh, thank you for, for blessing us with your time. Uh, and, you know, I know you have a extremely a busy schedule. So Wait till y'all uh, get the bill. I know. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. No, I'm going to take it off
2: money. the highway 84 money. <laughs> absolutely.
8: <laughs> but uh, I, I know you were talking about uh, about money. And, and of, of course, you know, uh, with me being on social media, I, I'll put the question out uh, and, and ask a, a lot of the citizens in Liberty County how they felt. About this, like I've done prior, before even with my the Family Entertainment Center that I, I proposed, uh, that was a shameless plug. Y'all will catch it later. I, I saw <laughs> it. There we go. Uh, and 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 the thing about it, I also I read your article. Uh, well, the article that was put out by the Costa Courier and those numbers that you threw out was uh, roughly seventy percent. And 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 actually, uh, the small. Poll that I received was roughly, you know, plus or minus or around that same. So, you know, regardless if if you if you poll a thousand people or you poll a hundred people, statistically, the, the numbers are still about the same. Mm-hmm. But but more importantly, I, I know uh, the ones who were against it. A lot of their issues were things that I think that you did address with us tonight. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, uh, I think even with me, uh, I was concerned about. Uh, a, a, a huge company coming like that, and then you know we give them abatements, and then we don't win. Yeah, you address that, and then a, an, another uh, concern of mine was about them giving back into community, and especially just like you were saying with our sheriff coming here, you know, requesting, and and I'm not against his request, but again, when we're looking at financial, financial numbers, anything to me, and, and I, of course there there's no question about it, <coughs> I'm, I'm progressive. So, um, and, and I agree listen I could pl- pass that place 10 times but if if I don't want to stop I'm not going to stop but if I want to stop there every 10 times I will so and I, I I totally understand that but I guess with, with my gener- generation let me speak from, from my side I know for a fact that we have a, a lot of people my age you know from even from 45 to 25 who left Liberty County? Who would want to come back to Liberty County? But there is nothing for them to do.
11: Mm-hmm. There
8: is nothing for career base for them to, to even come to. So I'm I'm always in support of of my generation having something to come back to Liberty County for. Uh, and another thing I, I think that that you really touched on is again with hope scholarships, the benefit of of you know a lot of uh, a lot of our youth being able to have the opportunity to, to come back or, or being able to, to have the opportunity to go to college because of course, you know if you look at, at the price of college now, everything is increasing. So anything that we could do in the, in the economic impact <clears throat> of one of these uh, resorts, entertainment resort, whenever, whenever you build anything, you know uh, how economics work and how business works. Even if, if we get one of these, other private companies will start looking. So even, you know, we could get the casino, maybe possibly my family entertainment center I've been shooting for eight years <laughs> will come. You understand? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Just like did. you were saying about a hotel, yeah. motel, technically on the other side of that, that's not Midway. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. That's That's Liberty County. So we're talking about – Right now, how many beds do we have? That's under us. What, 150, maybe 200? No. I guess if, if you clued in. I think
13: you said eighty thousand dollars for the year.
8: Right, as revenue. See, that's, that's yeah, we a good, we have a a, a a real opportunity to increase that phenomenally. So, uh, let me right. let me let let me let me, let me say
10: this,
13: and I'm, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, <laughs> sometimes I say things have a little crass in it, but there's really a, 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 a rhyme reason for the rhyme. I'm, when I say if you don't drink liquor, don't go to a liquor store, it's not that simple. Yeah. This, this building will be the type building that enhances the look of the community. It will be beautiful. And I, I hate to tell you this because I'm moving it to another ownership, but you can almost forget your family entertainment center because they're going to have a fabulous one you have, you have, it's, it's, it's a family oriented place. There'll be inside golf. There's a name for that golf you play now Top Golf. Hey, Top yeah. Golf. Yeah, it'll, I, 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 it, it'll be there. Right. you will have the convention center. It'll have meeting rooms. You'll have the kind of facilities that a county the size of Liberty would only dream about. And I still say the cultural aspect. The entertainment that you have to drive along, you have to drive to the ladder to get that kind of entertainment now. Because these entertainers don't come free. And the top names are there. Now, the only place I didn't go, because I've been there a lot in the past, and that's Vegas. And even go to Vegas, because that's in a league all by itself. But I'm telling you, the new styles are completely different. Because when you say casino full star thing about slot machines and tables, whole bunch of gambling, now, you are talking about entertainment. entertainment. first rate shops. Right. Whoever dream you might be able to go buy a Gucci in Liberty County. Hmm. I can't afford it, but I got some folk I know might give me one. <laughs> but top quality stuff with strong security.
9: Yes, sir. Al you, you had said that um that you, you was gonna um you know make um suggest or make sure that they put five million in for uh, for addiction.
13: That's my suggestion.
9: Okay, yeah, that, I mean that's I think that's good. Got, got How got much got. you think you could put in there for for refunds?
13: <laughs> <laughs> well, funny thing about resort destinations is they only refund the heavy hitters who lost a million and they throw you five grand to help so, you get home. So there you go. <laughs> But uh, but but I, I really I, I really think that just to be in the running is important, to be in the mix. And there are those that think that we're in the mix because Savannah don't want it.
8: Mm-hmm.
13: We're in the mix because we got a better spot. Absolutely. It'll still be called the Savannah area. Do yeah. you realize from that intersection you can beat the airport in 25 minutes? That's quicker than you can come from Tybee. Mm. So it's an ideal location, and it's not congested. And there's enough land to make sure it won't be. There's a 190-acre piece out there to build on, plenty of land. What, what? These folk, I'll check them out. There are about five that's looking. They're all community-friendly corporations. That means they help nonprofits. They help the community. They help county government. I've seen it. And I've, I've heard these horror stories, and I'm still looking for the horror stories. The horror stories are the old casinos. And one of the horror stories was imploded yesterday when it was blown off <laughs> at Atlantic Beach.
8: Uh. <laughs> and they're, and
13: they're, those are horror stories. Atlantic <laughs> Beach was a dump <laughs> before they put the casinos <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. So come on now. I, I like apples to apples, oranges to oranges, and so many places where, you know, Connecticut's supposed to be. Look, the state of Connecticut doesn't even have anything to do with the two casinos. that are, That's those are Indian, Indian casinos. They only get twenty-five percent of the slot machine revenue. A pittance compared to what this state, which will have. Gaming Commission, the state will be responsible for licensing. That's not true in Indian territory. They're a free, sovereign nation within this nation. But there's a lot of misleading stuff out there, a
9: lot of it. What's the, the, the closest uh, casino to here to right here? Uh, is it Tunica?
13: Now, if I told you, you'd think I'd go there a lot.
9: No, I'm, I'm just. I'm just it's yeah. Tunica. Yes, tunica. <laughs> but
13: no, Tunica is an example of how not to build a casino. Because yeah. it's a dump. Yeah. You have to fly into Memphis and drive almost an hour to get to it. Right. And it still booms. But it's, it's, it's nothing like what we want to build here. Because it looks like it's a remanufactured place. Yeah, it does. I think it's a golden shoe, go horseshoe or something like that. But that's not what you're looking at here. You're looking at a quality building that's going to bring quality jobs. And as bad as it is in Tunica, I've talked to some folk work out there too, people who were seasonal farm workers for once in their life, gets a good paycheck and get paid every week, plus benefits. Folks who never had health insurance in their lives now have health insurance. You know, you don't think much of health insurance if you got a good job with good benefits. Everybody is not as fortunate. Folk have to choose between eating and buying medicine, mm-hmm. many times in this land of billionaires. I'm off my soapbox now. All right, sir. Pass this around and we're going to go ahead.
6: And get <laughs> <the money>.
13: <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm glad you won your big Thank
6: hat. You, <laughs> I don't want no I, little money. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, I just wanted to say, uh, it, I, you know, there was a lot of things I've got a lot of emails from people and uh-huh. I, some of them I know and some of them I don't know and some of the things that we're talking about you addressed them mm-hmm. um, sure
3: mm-hmm. has.
6: but I mean you know the, I'm, I'm like you I've raised in in a household of uh, Mr. Lonzo wouldn't even let us have marbles <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there, was, there was no gambling at all right yes. there but at, at our house and I mean people's gonna have the opportunity to vote for it or against it, uh, mm-hmm. just like they do for anything else. And, um, but I appreciate you opening it up now. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to be there Saturday. I, I get my second COVID shot, and uh, I'm not gonna gamble on that. You <laughs> there know? you go, don't do it,
13: do that. I won't <laughs> be a
2: rep, but I've already got an obligation
13: in my other. Profession. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm not even the host. I am an invited guest to explain some things, but um, I don't think, and I've never done anything as state representative that I'm ashamed to talk to the citizenry about. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about anything, because transparency, you might not like what I say, but you won't say, Hal, you never told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years I've been working on this project. We toured the state in 19 and took testimony, and I'll show that video Saturday of the testimony we took all over this state. And it was not one-sided. It was pro and con. We had those who didn't want it those that wanted it. So it would be a well-balanced presentation. The whole story was told. The whole story was told. And I'll always try to tell you the whole story. And When I get ready to retire in about 30 years, <laughs> you will see. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit upset that
6: I heard tonight and I mean we've got an administrator and a chairman and y'all all work closer together. I mean I do see Mister. Gillard and some of my other commissioners, but to understand we were gonna have another brigade here is news to me. It sure is. I mean I didn't know anything well, about
13: I, I mean, want you to know that don't feel rained on. I'm on the state committee I mean, for bracket. And that's the first I heard it. That's the first I've heard it but we It's the first, first I've yeah. heard it. And I'm 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 on that I'm on that committee. To make sure we keep what we've got and enhance it at times, but that Mm -hmm. that, was—I thought I was the only one didn't know it. I said, "Boy, I'm out of town too much because I've never heard that." We we haven't heard it. We haven't. That was was completely.
0: Those rumors every now and then they'll surface. Always, but that caught me off guard. Wow, is that right? right.
6: I mean, I was. I didn't, do so, yeah. I
2: didn't
0: know anything about I ain't no singing a word. Uh, let, let me appreciate, let us appreciate you for coming, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I remind the commission and to the audience out there, I will remind, I guess, some of them and from others, we, we have uh, uh, taken a um, responsibility, a commitment to helping to develop the interchange at I-95 at Midway. That's, you know, we feel as a county we have not done our due diligence for that interchange. And I'm not saying this is the answer, but it may be. So let's take our time to educate ourselves. Let's take our time to keep open minds and explore our opportunity. <coughs> and uh, commission, uh, that's not, uh, Representative Waverman has uh, opened himself up to us for, for feedback, so we appreciate that. And just for, as he has laid out before us very, very well, that you know, nothing happens until we say yes. So and this community has not said yes. Has not said yes. Has yes.
13: not said yes. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, sir, but uh, Hey, like a preacher preached to me one time, he had the sermon. Just one more yes. Mm-hmm. You got Thank, you Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Mrs.
8: Eckman. Yes, sir. All right. Excuse me, Mr. Chair.
0: Yes, sir. Excuse.
14: Paul thought he was going to be here. Excuse, Excuse he.
0: Commissioner he. Frazier.
14: <laughs> you might <laughs> catch the All huddle house. Had five jailers and bought a dadgum casino system. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
11: Decided I didn't want to go to jail or gamble. You one of them.
14: I do want to go home and eat that chicken pot pie. Um, I'm here to uh, ask y'all to uh, release a bond on a piece of property. Um, you can see the three lots up there that are outlined in red. Um, there's a developer that came into to um, Habersham Plantation, and uh, one company bought all the lots out of there. And... Um, this guy came in and bought, or this company came in and bought, just three lots, and they've got those built out now. And they had a bond of thirteen thousand one hundred forty-eight dollars and sixty-four cents, and they chose to pay that in cash in the form of a check. And Miss McLaughlin has that set aside in a non-interest-bearing account. I've verified that with her, <laughs> and. Um, As you can see in your little handout that I gave you, they have completed lots 50, 70, and 71. They planted the trees that are required and they have done the sidewalks as required. And then they're installed and everything's done. And uh, I'm just asking y'all to release that bond so he can get his $13,000 back.
3: All right, you need need a motion?
14: The other part is the rest of those lots have a bond in place, Mm -hmm. uh, a letter in place to cover all of that Good. stuff so you're not releasing any of those of those lots just those three all right just those three right. and he doesn't own any more in there okay
0: all right chair and see. what district i always get confused i'm in this area this is district That's four the, uh, or is it
6: mr jones is this all right
0: the so. commissioner jones what we generally do is yield to the commission from that district to to uh offer motion it doesn't have to be that way but we if the commission is here we yield to you sir this your area that you would uh, offer the motion to approve the request as.
15: Um, Mr. Chairman, I guess being the uh, newest member of this distinguished body, uh, it's a lot of things that I still uh, coming up to speed on and I'm not aware of. Okay. Right. And uh, this Habersham uh, development is in my district. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that by releasing, if we release this bond, then that would relieve the developer or the property owners of anything going forward that hadn't been completed, hadn't been done. And then we as the county would have liability or responsibility uh, for anything that's not completed.
0: Um, Pretty much so. These three lots, one, two, three, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we're releasing the bond just on these three. The, other, the others yeah, just are still here.
14: Just on those three, and everything that was required has been done. Yeah.
0: He, he's verifying that it's been done. mister I've, I've,
14: I've walked on it myself, yeah. and uh, Mr. Long's inspector walked with me. on But it's
0: side. just these three, not the whole subdivision. Just, just not the whole
14: subdivision, subdivision just those just three lots.
15: So we're saying he's good for these. All right, so you, Paul, you're satisfied that everything is Absolutely. complete in it's
14: that's right. Good. Mm-hmm. And we
15: still will keep the uh bond the on owned, the other.
14: Yeah, oh yeah, the bond remains on the whole rest of the subdivision. Okay. Okay. And this 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 particular man doesn't own any more lots Okay.
15: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I would uh being a representative for that fourth district, um, I would make uh like to make a motion that we move forward and releasing the bond to this uh on these properties. There's three lots a second.
0: Motion and second. And, and, Commissioner Jones, I appreciate you for saying that. Uh, not just jumping out there, but saying, you know, I'm new to this process, but it's, it's a recommendation from staff, staff and staff, really, saying that everything is in order. Without that being said, we would not move on it, sir.
2: If anything go around, hold Trent long. Yeah,
0: that's that's our,
2: that's our
0: process. That's our process. Mm-hmm. A right <laughs> You're right. And if something <laughs> comes up later on, then we call it to the carpet. So you told mm-hmm. us on Everywhere that what's that y'all? 18,
14: 18, 18. Yeah. 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 All right,
0: that's kind of how it works. All right. Thank you. Uh, all in favor of the motion, please raise your right hand to prove the. Thank you, All right.
6: And that was a ca- that was cash money. Have if you, if you got somebody to carry
14: it to him? <laughs> <laughs> you want to volunteer? <laughs> I, I can tell you as often as he's called me, you'll come get it. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all. Thank, thank you. you. Nice so, e- East blossom right. Election.
5: Uh, Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. This is an agreement to conduct the East Bloss election for the Board of Education. Uh, much like we've, much like we've done with some others for them, uh, what this calls for is for them to pay fifty percent of the cost, although not required to. And uh, that election, special election, to be held on March 16, twenty twenty.
0: This has been our tradition with the BOE. Right, <coughs> well, we go halves with them.
6: That's in my sure. district, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> make a
0: motion that we is there a second to the motion? Okay, second. Mr. Chair,
3: I got a question. All
2: uh, right, question. I mean, did we, when it says in paragraph three, it says 50% will be paid by the Board of Education, correct?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, sir. So the other 50% is going to be paid by the Board of Commissioners?
5: Be paid by, out, out of the election budget, yes, sir. Out of the election budget? Correct. Mm.
2: Did they have this
5: in their budget? No, sir, but Ms. McLaughlin did that take off on it, on this also, as an estimate for what the 50% cost mm-hmm. would be to us uh, when she showed the number earlier tonight.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have a big issue, but I just got some questions about it. Uh, I mean, if they had a held this election in November, it wouldn't be no cost, right? Uh, potentially not, yes, sir.
0: Yeah, because we had election up, right? mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, um, so this was a board of it, election decision? Well, no, it's for board, board of Education. Board, board I mean, of no, Education. No, was this yeah, a board of election decision to pay the 50, other
5: 50%? Uh, no, sir. It models what we did for them for a special election when they had a vacated seat last time. Um, yeah. But it, it models that.
0: And if I'm correct, sir, if the election had been held in November, they wouldn't have paid anything. because right. Because the county was. That's correct. This is a better deal so for us. Getting half of the cost here. Had it been November, they wouldn't have paid anything because we were having an election anyway. Well, I think what
5: he's Mr. I think what think he's we saying didn't though. Have
7: the additional cost either. Yeah, correct. Oh, yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> right. yeah, right. Okay. So this will be a continuing on process if this comes up, just
0: like it is. But well, that's what we had been doing. We can certainly discuss it going uh, forward. We need to discuss it yeah. later. We'll, we'll go with this, but we mm-hmm. need to discuss it later. Yeah see where am I ready for vote? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in favor, raise your right hand. Okay. All right.
6: Mr. Chairman, also on to piggyback what Mr. Stevens said. I read this and I wanted to say mm-hmm. also that um, we 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 gonna know when elections are held typically unless we do have the case where so it is a special election. Mm-hmm. And I know the cost of the machinery and stuff and the manpower is increased, and I think we may need to go to more than fifty percent on some of our, us holding them other elections like that. So uh, mm-hmm. you know we need to probably bring that up when it gets to be budget time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Kim's got some numbers for the past ten years or eight years about what we've got. So we'll try to uh,
0: well. I- we we inherited this gears <laughs> were already in motion, yeah. so we did the best we could based but on what we had I done understand. before. I yeah. do, but I without just. going into. Right. Y- y- what you, the
2: are you following
5: law,
2: me? Single election like this.
5: Well, my turn to the lady that just did the computation <laughs> so yesterday.
7: I did my best to look back at the costs that we were we incurred in November. Which were significantly more than any other election because mm-hmm. we had so many. triple the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the cost of the November election was well into the hundreds of thousand. We hope, and and what I said is, I kind of looked at it and said, well, I just kind of looked at what was posted in salaries and a couple other supplies in that October November time frame, knowing that October was a lot of training, and hopefully we won't have any training again, because they're already trained. We're just gonna bring them in for the three weeks of early voting and then Mm -hmm. the actual election day. Um, So uh, we estimated, on the high side, um, probably around 75,000 possibly. And so we have, it could could be 80, it could be 60, I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. matter of fact, I think, as of today they were still trying to consider the contract for the the person who helps do the LNA and all all oh, that yeah. kind of right. stuff so you know at one time I don't know they were looking at something that was 20000 and then it turned out to be a little less and now I think they've, they're they trying to settle on maybe a $6,000 contract for, for that one person for just that, that period of time but like I said you're still going to have to have those poll workers and there's still the, the ballots and mailings and, and everything like that um but i would agree with you i think you need to
3: mm-hmm. well talk about, i
7: mean we charge we charge municipalities 100 percent. so i i would agree with you that it's something you could look at in the future um what was presented you, to the board of education was 50 percent they agreed and that's kind of where we're at
6: well I, I think we need to look at it across the board i think that i mean you don't want to be hard about it but i mean you used to have to have one deputy yeah, <laughs> and, and now you've got to have yeah. a city policeman or a deputy at every polling place. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that adds up and- Very know, expensive. We, just, no. um, we used to go buy an excavator for $100,000. Now you can't even hardly buy the fuel for a month for $100,000. So I think it's time to just look at it. But mm-hmm. that's it's over with now. We don't vote.
0: I promise you this came up among our circles too, the very same questions because of where we are financially. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and,
7: and it is disappointing. That nobody actually signaled to us yeah. it, it, during budget time that they were going to do this. We inherited, and then I have the whole COVID uh, restrictions and you know standards that we have to meet mm-hmm. is kind of over the
0: top. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a new interim, there. You know, all thank the whole, all the pictures that y'all know. Well, but thank you for your support, commissioners. Appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. But you're right. Going forward, we will reevaluate.
3: Okay.
0: Thank you. All right. Uh, and Associates agreement.
5: Yes. Just a formality here, we preliminarily, as you know, been working with Mr. McCall, uh, re- really for a little while here. He's actually produced no hard documents yet, but we're to the point we've already done the uh, space planning for the uh, Miller Park Station and are ready to really engage him to do some design drawings, some preliminaries for the board to look at. Um, and this is to just formally approve his contract, standard uh, American Institute of Architect contract uh, at 7.2% of project cost, which is definitely in the ballpark. Right. Right. Those costs run from 7% to 75 usually on architectural fees. Just just, just need a formal motion to approve to, to go forward with that, sir.
0: Yes, sir, Commissioner.
14: Mr.
2: Brown, just got a question. Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. Okay, we're using McCall and Associate, right? Yes, sir. How did we and I'm not saying nothing's wrong with it,
3: just
5: asks,
2: how do we arrive at McCall and Associate? Do we did we put it out, is this something that we have to put out for bid with him, or we just go ahead and,
5: and accept You, you McCall you, and Associate? I mean, I'm just that. Sure, sure, that. sure. It, it is not a requirement that you put uh, those specialized services out for bid. McCall mm-hmm. really was selected because he's helped us before in some of the similar type design, and is familiar with a lot of the the stuff that's really wanted locally uh, from the fire division.
2: I mean, and the reason why I ask that because I know we've got young people who are constantly going, coming out of high school, going to all kind of college, checks, and everything else. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to see those people get constantly locked out by not being able to engage in certain things, no. such as
5: this. Right. Yes, sir. yes. Yes. We would. You know. Um, Moving forward, in fact, you know, we'll need to have this conversation about the EMS stuff too, mm-hmm. as you do that building. If you, if you certainly wanna uh, take proposals to do that, uh, m- most of the time you see proposals uh, from architectural firms for projects like the Justice Center, where it's a $20 million project. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll, you'll, know, you'll, you'll interview them, you go through a, a process to do that. Generally, and, and this is even, you know, this is several millions of dollars, generally qualifies as a smaller project. Uh, you generally look for architects that have experience in that class. And um, I mean, really, there's a lot of architects wouldn't even be interested in a project like this because of its size, and certainly with EMS. But surely if that's something if that the board wants to engage going forward. Um, but sure, we can no, always. I just, it was just. Sure, absolutely, that, good question. Yeah, Came across
2: my radar screen.
5: Yes, sir, good question.
15: Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Brown, so at the present, we don't have a, system of, I guess, soliciting bids on these projects now?
5: Well, so so um, under Georgia bidding law, you, you are not required to, and, and I'd wanna call it a proposal, because you wouldn't wanna take a bid on a service like this, because you wanna be able to rate uh, a provider, whether it's for insurance or architectural services or engineering services, based on their qualifications, so generally, you know, Georgia law lets you procure services one of two ways. Uh, one is through proposals where you score them and consider price. Uh, the other is to bid which road projects require. Um, even all that being said, professional services under Georgia law are not required to be proposed or bid. There is no law requiring that. And so uh, for it, when we did the Justice Center, Uh, we did exactly what Commissioner Stevens described. It was a very large project. Uh, We we put that out statewide. Uh, We interviewed. We went through a selection process. We narrowed it down to three. And uh, and then we went through a proposal review process with them and scored them. And subsequently, that architect was chosen. The size of the project matters a lot in whether you go through that formal process or not and whether people are even interested in proposing on those small projects. So, uh, so I hope I answered your question. We do have, we, we follow the Georgia procurement law, basically.
15: Well, we as a county, uh, we don't have a structure in place for, I guess, uh, accepting bids or on even the larger projects like for um, I guess you say minority contractors, women contractors. We don't have anything we in do. order to address those issues.
5: Yes, sir. We do. Uh, the county has a procurement policy that talks about projects. Now, I don't, I don't want to misunderstand. What you're engaging here is a professional service to design a project. Mm-hmm. Once that project gets designed, then the procurement regulation will kick yeah. in yeah. as far as. Minority participation mm-hmm. requirements uh, that you've set in place, uh, as well as um, certain other requirements for meeting bonds. Okay. So, so we're not building the project right now, we just okay. wanna get you to design it, and then when the project comes in, it'll be procured just like we talked. Uh, I just
15: interest this a lot I still don't know and I wanna yes, you know, be on the same page the music with everybody else. When I decide, you know, make these decisions. There's a lot so we
0: don't know. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
6: And we have a lady that I guess she still works at the Lisa, uh, uh-huh.
1: the Lisa, yeah,
5: yeah. Lisa, uh, Cliff, Cliff. I sort of say a spot that was her yeah. married yeah. name. Yeah, she a, actually serves as our minority uh, compliance uh, officer. She and so uh, she's, she's involved. She's the
0: gatekeeper on that. Mm-hmm. She's
5: involved with every project we bid Mm -hmm. out and every project that's proposed, and she gets her review Mm -hmm. to determine whether they've met Mm -hmm. our our county requirements or not for MWBE. Mm -hmm. Now, in all
0: transparency, sir, uh, we've been working with McCall Associates for a long time, and they are familiar to us, Mm -hmm. so that's why, like what you're saying, a lot of times we just call on the people who we have a good working relationship with for that part of it, but Joy is right. Once it goes out for bid and the project's done, then then it falls under the Georgia rules so that everything's in place. But we've been working with McCall. Oh gosh,
5: various projects here or there. Yeah. Really, when you think according to the expertise couple, to that, a couple of, thing. of fire study, Yeah, they specialize in yeah. stuff, smaller right. projects. Than, right. you know, yeah. doesn't mean
0: we can't look at somebody else. No, absolutely. But that's why we use McCall because of the history with them. Good. Yeah.
6: And usually on Friday, Mr. Jones. Mr. Gillard and I, we ride around in Commissioner Stevens's district. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can ride with us, and we can.
2: Yeah. That means that they don't have anything to do with their district.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. And we'll and we give you all the updates. <laughs> Look forward to it. Marion <laughs> gets on to us every time. I'm glad somebody else had bought a GMC truck, looks like mine.
13: <laughs> uh, I got
2: your tag number. I know you. <laughs>
5: Administrative reports. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't vote on that, sir. I we didn't, didn't vote. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. All sorry. That. oh, I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Did they even ask for a motion? I'm going to make
5: that motion okay. that we uh, right, go so.
2: with uh, McCall and Associate okay. on the uh, design for the Miller Park fire station. All right,
0: is there a second of that motion? Second. A motion is second that we agreement with McCall and Associate for the design of Miller Park. And duly noted all your comments that were made for, as far as moving forward. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed, all right. Thank you, Mr. Brown, good catch.
2: Okay. Well, we are gonna-
6: We, are we have five up.
5: minutes. <laughs> no, we have two minutes. If take that long, you'll be. If you take that on the head start the center, that construction obviously is, is moving forward. mm mm-hmm. uh, they, they now have the footers still on site to the, get ready to drop through the footers and do the layout, so. Again, a year build on that project, but it should be finished before you're in. They're really hopping on it. Uh, other side of that is I, we did uh, a few of us go to look at the EMS station, as we told you we would in Tattano, very small version here, uh, one base station, uh, designed by a firm, in fact, out of Macon, Georgia, you mentioned other people that specialize in stuff. It's a basic one base station uh, with sleeping quarters and little kitchenette area off of there uh, and two bedrooms, so, you know, if you, I guess I just need some direction as to whether you want to continue to try to pursue that right now um, with, with some kind of engagement for a small design. Yeah,
0: yes, some, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, but go those people out. They're out of house and home. Really don't. I had another... Uh, they out of house and home. Today yeah. There, so... Uh, really? Yeah. Yes, sir. Out of house if and it, home. If it's
5: okay, what I'll do, again, I'm, I'm SP Design Group out of Macon is the one that has done a lot of these, again, in that specialized area of... Of EMS stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and what I may do is just see if they can, if, if they'd like to give us a contract to consider to, for design uh, for an EMS station. And I will backtrack to from the Development Authority; they were looking at, at the parcels with their engineer as to what might work at that site we talked about. So okay. I'll backtrack with them all. Okay. Uh, just other quicker things: uh, we did take RFPs, received them uh, yesterday, I believe, on the street sweeper. We'll be bringing those to y'all at your next meeting. We do have another ambulance that's out on the street for proposal that's bought out of Splash. And we have gone ahead, uh, based on your approval of the Miller Park redo and plan and ordered some new playground equipment down there that was in bad shape. So that's all, all that's, uh, I think the RFP, for the playground. September, you
2: said you have it in place by us.
5: <clears throat> yes, sir, and so fire station planning, uh, we'll move forward now. Public Works Expansion, I've got a meeting this week with Clinton to talk about space planning there to try to come to what we need on that. Wilbur Street Drainage Improvements, we were on a on a call, uh, pre-construction call the other day, so that project's off and running. I think we feel good about that, and the turnaround's pretty quick on that, yeah. weather, weather provided. We did get the CDBG-MIT grant in. Uh, Joe and I pushed a button in here one night, <laughs> thanks to him. <laughs> we pushed we pushed a button here the other night and he kicked it back and we all took a deep breath, but it, it went through. So that's for the new tower for the east end of the county. Uh, We won't know anything on that till later in the year, and then we'd have some other steps we'd have to take. So it's not a far from a done deal. The public information open house, hopefully the last one connected to the connector project, uh, is scheduled for March the 4th. That is a website. I wanted to go up on Facebook, Clint, and we'll get together on, on putting some stuff on our Facebook site related to that. But that is everything about the conference. Uh, everything about the open house there are two sessions one at four o'clock one at five o'clock and more if needed but we've had to limit people because of covid uh there that can come in at one time that tells them everything about the project even to the environmental reports and everything so we'll, we'll be sure and push that out and then uh one more thing is i did get did this update i did get something from accg this week to release of the census information and certification, um, that is now not expected to be delivered to the state of Georgia until September 30th of this year, which means that we won't be able to see anything with district information or new population estimates until September. So that's, uh, hmm. you know, not a year later, but certainly nine months later than originally. We're supposed to be out there by law, but that's what COVID did to it. <laughs> And then the last thing, Mr. Chairman, I know that uh, we had set the commission planning dates uh, the second time around kind of for the 4th and the 8th. And I know that um, we received kind of a note. Mr. Jones, I think you indicated there might be a, um, a problem there with a calendar. So we wanted to double check, kind of get those locked down. I was looking um, The get into details here, but the 4th the you're showing off, before you go to morning shift, and then you're on mornings the 5th, 6th, and 7th? It was showing off on the 8th. Um, March the 8th? Uh,
15: No. Okay. Well, me and Justin just recently got back on the same shift. Right. I think he may have gave you that one from his shift where we were split apart. Um, I'll double check tonight, but uh, my schedule was showing I'll be on midnight shift. Okay. the eighth, which is Monday, okay, and be getting off Tuesday morning at six
5: thirty. So, do y'all? I mean, y'all want to try to move to Tuesday?
3: What?
5: We're trying to lock down because we got to get the food. We got to get the. What
2: two days are we looking at?
5: Now? You're looking. Uh, you're, you were looking at. You're looking at the fourth, which is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I won't and, make that one. Sir, no. I
2: won't
0: make that. One. What happened? Mm? We had that one already set aside. Something changed in your schedule. You to get down
5: oh, do you? Okay. Well, maybe we better go back and.
0: No, that's all
2: right.
5: No no, 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 no. I'm not saying because of that, but I mean, do you want to back up and punt and kind of
0: look at two more dates?
15: March the fourth is
0: that date is good. But it's not good for you anymore. Okay. Though.
2: Go ahead. Don't. I mean, yeah. So. It's
9: yeah, it be that all right with Gary? I'm I'm good on the fourth. That's a Thursday. Uh yeah. I got a com- uh, council meeting at three o'clock that day, but um
5: Yeah, we should be, we will be, we'll be out work. of here by then. We will work in the morning still. So yeah. right? uh, whatever yeah, whatever's all get
0: off.
1: I'm off on the fourth, yeah.
6: You
0: off yeah. off? yeah. I'm
1: off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever <laughs> all right. whenever we need Mr. to Mr. Stevie,
0: just make sure you get any notes because we need to have
5: um, okay. okay, so we're good on the fourth, then, but yeah. we want to look at uh, another. We want to do eighth or ninth tentatively. I just, the I just need, to, just need to know so good. we can lock down. The, you, good the you good for the ninth? Are
1: you good for the
2: I think so. I'll make it good.
1: Are we going to change the eighth to the ninth?
2: That Tuesday, I was
1: yes,
15: getting off that morning. I a, guess I $1 $1 just stay up. And, uh, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, on
9: Mondays, <laughs> I have a conference <laughs> call from nine We'll have plenty of coffee.
1: Okay. I
5: made sacrifice. Thank you. We'll go ahead and lock down and any any questions. That's all I've got for you. Indeed, you Sorry for such it's a long time. Fourth and
0: a night. night. The
1: you you gonna we won't
5: be longer than that. Yeah, we won't be long. We make it work. We'll be working on a budget calendar for you.
0: <clears throat> anything else for the good of the order?
5: That's it, Mr.
9: Chair. No,
6: sure I think of anything that hadn't already been said.
0: All right. Chair, I take a motion to adjourn. No we'll move. Second. second. All mm-hmm. in favor. Aye. Uh, All right. Minus. Okay. Thank you.